I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. fucking Mark Twain shit, because it's definitely getting chisel on your tombstone. Hello, everybody, and thank you for listening to Who Will Survive Horror Podcast. We are here for episode 16, and with me, as always, is Marco. What's going on? Hello. It's going, man. How are you? Uh, I'm pretty good. Can't complain. Nobody cares anyways. (laughs) I care, Paul. I really do. Well, that's good. (laughs) I actually... Just uh, recorded <laughs> a, uh, will be out b- before this episode is released, uh, a Friends Till the episode, Friends Till the End episode with our nice. friend Court Psyops of Cinema Psyops, and we... Nice. We talked about how, as we've gotten older and um, spent time with, with people that we care about, we've actually learned how to have feelings, so <laughs> that's, that's like a whole new thing I'm experiencing. <laughs> what is this? It feels <laughs> funny inside... God, what was that? <laughs> I know. Okay, there was a I, <laughs> there was a movie. I can't remember what it was, but it, it was. You know what? I'm not even gonna say it. Okay, I'll say it. It was it was a SpongeBob episode with Plankton. All right, and he's like, "What's this warm feeling I oh, have yeah, in my yeah. stomach?" And he goes, "That's love or friendship." Oh, I like it. <laughs> yeah, that's the friend song episode, right? The fr- yeah, the friends one. <laughs> yeah, I'm an I'm an expert you, on the first like the, four seasons of SpongeBob. It's not about winning. It's about fun. What's that? Fun is when you... Fun is... It's like... It's kind of... Sort of like a... What is fun? I... Let me spell it for you. F is for friends who do stuff together. U is for you and me. N is for anywhere and anytime at all. Down here in the deep blue sea. F is for fire that burns down the whole town. Use for uranium bombs. N is for no survivors when you... Plankton, those things aren't what fun is all about. Now, do it like this. F is for friends who do stuff. Never! That's completely idiotic. Here, let me help you. F is for friends who do stuff together. U is for you and me. Try it! N is for anywhere and anytime at all. Down here in the deep blue sea. Wait, I don't understand this. I feel all tingly inside. Should we stop? No, that's how you're supposed to feel. Well, I like it. Let's do it again! Okay! F is for frolic through all the flowers. U is for ukulele. N is for nose picking, sharing gum and sand licking here with my best buddy. 
Well, Plankton is my f- absolute favorite. I love him, uh, you know, for obvious reasons. And just, uh, you know, being that miserable and wants to take over the world, it's, he's such a great character anyway. But I just keep remembering that thing. It's like, you know, those it's, a, it's an emotion that you discover. Yes, yeah, absolutely. So uh, yeah. in addition to experiencing feelings for the first time in my life, I am also <clears> experiencing <throat> podcasting for the first time. And since uh, this this is our first Halloween season here, yes. uh, so this episode, well, one it releases is the beginning of October, and um, due to the magic of time travel, it is not quite October when we're recording this, but it is now October when you're hearing this, or later than October, I guess, if you didn't Correct. listen to it until later, but... Uh, yes. So we wanted to do something special for our first Halloween season. We talked about it on our last show that we were going to pick out 31 movies to review over the Mm. 31 days and split that up into five shows. So here we are. We have it all put together and separated and figured out uh, which fucking movies are going to be on which fucking (laughs) shows. And after all that is said and done, we got through the first set of them. And so we're here to talk about those movies. Uh, how yeah. is how is oh, this idea treating you so far after the first six? I I love it. I know that uh, we talked about this probably in our first few shows that um, I tried to do this whole thirty one movies in all of Oct- one movie a day in October. Yes, and I never I, I never completed. Like we get to you know October fifteenth, October sixteenth, and it just our our plan just stops. You know, me and my sure. son, our plan just stops. We either. Uh, you know, searching Netflix and stuff and running a bunch of shitty movies. We don't want to watch it. We get tired of it. But this is exciting because now I'm forced to. I'm forced mm-hmm. to complete it. And I'm having a lot of fun with it. Um, some of these movies, when we get into, of course, you know, uh, there's some of them I'm really looking forward to. And others, if it, you know, there's some, like, head nods or, or uh, like, head tilts on some of these going, like, what is this? <laughs> and But that's all fun. It's all It's all part of it. Sure, uh, sure, but it's been good, man. It's uh, you know, trying to find a lot of time to watch movies mm-hmm. or revisit movies too is is a, a challenge too. But you know, I mean, come on, what? It's like I'd rather have this to complain about rather than other people's lives, right? So right, right. This is it's a good problem to have, but no, it's a it's a lot of fun. Sure. Well, the the trick to the thirty one movies in thirty one days is you can't watch one per day. You have to double and triple up sometimes. So that you like, oh yeah, oh yeah. It's it's a lot harder to do the one movie every day thing. I feel like unless you have a pretty right. formulaic schedule that you can go like, okay, every day I have two and a half fucking hours that I can watch a movie, and I'm going to do that every night, and like, then for sure. But I mean, my life is definitely not very formulaic. Mm-hmm. I'm like cramming a movie in here and a half a movie there, and then 45 minutes on the elliptical watching a movie. <laughs> and I actually watched half of yeah, one of these while yeah. I was on the elliptical the one day. So. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Which those know. are actually some of the best watches because I have nothing else to exactly. do but either pay attention to that or pay attention to suffering. So, yeah, I, I guess I'll pay attention to the movie. Uh, yeah, but, right. Uh, yeah. Oh man. All right. So uh, these episodes are going to be a little bit different since we are going to be reviewing six movies as opposed to our usual two or three, sometimes four movies. What we're going to do is do kind of a short likes and dislikes movies we're not going to really dig too much into the plot unless there's something that we'll really Mm -hmm. like or dislike about the plot itself 
Right. And we'll, you know, spend maybe 20 minutes or so on each movie and kind of get through them in an orderly fashion. And unlike the usual numbered episodes of the show, we're going to strip back some of the breaks and the music and stuff like that and just kind of have a little bit more of a simple sit down, get ready for Halloween and talk about some various spectrum of horror movies that we have chosen to watch for ourselves. Uh, I think before we get into the first movie, I think why don't we, at this point, all of the movies probably will be out but I'm not 100% sure, so you may have to check on our Facebook or Instagram or whatever if you want to see what is available or what's coming ahead. But as of right now, Mm -hmm. we have the first six movies picked out, and those are going to be the movie Slugs, uh, the movie The Gate, Never Hike Alone, It Came From the Desert, Rubber, and Camp Death 3 in 2D. And uh, we'll talk a little bit more about each one as we get into those, but... um, if you listen to the last episode, we broke down the categories of each one, and so we're going right. to introduce these movies and uh, kind of let each person take the lead on some of the movies that they picked. Um, so do you remember what all the categories were that we picked for everything, Marco? I remember the categories, yeah. It was uh, five movies each that we have not seen, uh, mm-hmm. horror movies, five movies each that we have seen and liked, so that that would be 20 movies, we picked uh, five 2018 releases, sure. five Halloween-themed, meaning Halloween either takes place on Halloween or it's in that theme of uh, something's mentioned during Halloween or something, uh, five, and that would take us to 30 movies, and then we have our 31st movie, which is a poll on Facebook. Sure. And we're still working out the logistics on that. We're hoping yeah. that that 31st movie is going to be a commentary but um, like I said, we're a couple of weeks off from October yet, so we haven't completely yeah. 100% solidified what that's going to be. But hopefully that will be a commentary. We're working on getting some of those put out yeah. because like I was telling Marco before the show, I am the guy that always has something to say every fucking minute of the movie. So <laughs> I know. I think that might be fun. <laughs> no, it, <laughs> it it's guaranteed to be fun. It's yes, like yeah. guaranteed. Cause Absolutely. I love. I do that anyway. Of a movie I've seen a thousand times, especially like um, we have some up there on the poll on Facebook. Uh, some not so, you know, in depth movies are they're real just popcorn movies and uh, really easy to make fun of. So like we have our fingers crossed on a few of them, so because they're so easy to sure, make fun yeah, of, yeah. but in a good way. Like not like oh this sucks, but you know, yes, uh, it's, yeah. it's 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 ba- it's like it's designed to be good. Uh, the commentary show for sure. Uh, so with that being said, we are not going to take yes. breaks in between every movie. Uh, we'll have a, a break at about the halfway point. So what we are going to do is we're going to get into our first movie, uh, which would be, uh, that would be, well, it was, it was both of our picks mutually, but, uh, this one you're going to be yes. introducing. So why don't you tell us about our first movie? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so yeah, so this movie, we, you and I went down a list of Halloween-themed or inspired movies, right? Like yes. we said, And this movie came up, and you and I kind of glanced at this movie, and we're like, that's it, I want to watch it. And it's from 1988, the movie called Slugs. Yes. Um, the synopsis is, killer slugs on the rampage in a rural community. I love that simple, simple tagline. It mm-hmm. says pretty much all you need to know. There's really no spoilers other than killer slugs. Now, um, as far as the 
Halloween themed. I think it takes yes, place sir. during the Halloween, and there's a Halloween party, and that's it. There's nothing really mentioned, and the Halloween party is really a dull. Yeah, <laughs> I want to say it was. I want to say it was in mentioned the woods twice. Dance party. I don't know. Yeah, there was like no Halloween costumes right. at all, was there even? There was nothing. Yeah. <laughs> there was nothing. So, I mean, well, and I didn't even at, think about... Uh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, at one point they go, um, you know, aren't you going to come to the Halloween party or, or so-and-so is going to be at the Halloween party? And I'm thinking like, all right, six, going to be this Halloween party, a bunch of people in costumes and jack-o'-lanterns and the fucking slugs are going to get in and massacre yeah. all these fools. And like, the, right. then, yeah, you go to the Halloween party and it's just like some jack off kids, like not even in costumes. <laughs> it's nothing. Nothing. Like, what the fuck? This Absolutely is bullshit. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. Not even any fucking the, Snickers the bars or nothing. <laughs> the neighborhoods weren't even painted or, or decorated. I know, nothing. Yeah. So, and so, so, I mean, that was kind I of guess a whiff on Halloween theme. <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly. So, I guess with the mention of it, uh, it made the Halloween list. So, uh, a, little, a little disappointed there. Um, mm-hmm. But this is the kind of movie that. Honestly, you could put in the background. You'll miss no plot if you just kind of glance up and watch. Do something. You could be folding laundry. You could be, you know, putting a puzzle together. And you can have slugs on in the background. There's really no in-depth plot characters. You don't get invested in any characters that much. During the 80s, there was a there was a theme of these type of movies going around of, you know, a, a, a creature. And it's kind of being like, you know, either touched by radioactiveness or some kind of sewage plant or some kind of scientific spillage, whatever. And it creates Mm -hmm. these, you know, abnormal species of either, you know, slugs. There was a movie called Squirm that did the same thing with worms. Of course, we we read Piranha. Uh, It's that same kind of theme that you get. Yeah, Kind of like a killer rampage thing, so... Well, yeah, I was I was getting very heavy piranha vibes off of this movie. There was a lot of similarities, especially Definitely. after taking a, a, a strong look at piranha recently. I was like, man, there's so much yes. piranha in this movie. But uh, <laughs> I was going to say when, when yeah. you said about the story being like no huge investment in any characters, um, this director also made the movie Pieces, which I think you said you hadn't seen. And it reminds no, me a lot I of haven't. that in the story building where... There's kind of like a lot of characters and a lot of story and you're kind of like, you know, you know, like a little bit about each person, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. it's so spread out over a a short period of time that you're not really heavily invested in it. You're like, I I think this guy's a douche. No, wait, is he cool? Like, nope, nope. He's definitely a douche. Yeah. Yeah, This guy sucks. Yeah. right. You like kind of go back and forth. Exactly. But I think that he does a good job of making you feel something about them at least in the little bit that they're on screen if you do pay attention but also there's no reason to really like get invested in these characters because they're all just kind of cannon fodder anyways so you know what i mean it's like you you can you can totally just watch it for the sick practical effects and shit so right and the uh practical effects were awesome Mm -hmm. yeah i know there was some Um, cool like i really liked it for that time frame yeah oh yeah it, you know, the slugs going in bodies and, um, you know, they're very vicious. So, like, you know, like I said, there's, like, melting faces kind of, but the slugs, you know, just it, it's mm-hmm. it's really cool. Um, I appreciate that a lot. What yes. I was – what I really was hoping, though, was there all these slugs were, like, minions and there was, like, a big slug. Because they're, it, oh, yeah, it, yeah. in this film, t- try to do this uh, – yeah, it tried to do this thing where there was a bigger creature in the sewers where they're finding these slugs, but it just turns mm-hmm. out there were just all these, you know, big, uh, you know, what, three inch, four inch slugs or whatever. But I thought there was like this big one lurking in the shadows, and there's all these other ones of minions. That would have been cool. 
mm-hmm. and then you have to fight the big one, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. you know, a little bit of a, of a, of a tease throughout the movie where I thought this was going one direction, but just end up being very cookie cutter in a sense of, well, yeah, cause they had to go to the nest is. that was just like a yeah. shitload of them. It wasn't a giant one. Well, that's what it is. It was, here's the threat. We find out about it. Here's how to kill them. People die. There's douchey people who are trying to not mm-hmm. not uh, consciously save the slugs, but like keeping the heroes from destroying them. And then at the end, they destroyed them until, you know, yeah. the very cliffhanger at the end. There's one that survived, which is really cool. One slug that survived. So right. I, I love no. the um, they figure out how to to blow them up or burn them or whatever. Yeah. With the uh, the thing that you introduce it to water and then it explodes. And they're like, oh, yes, let's uh, take it down into the sewer where the nest is and we could blow it up there. And he's like, <laughs> do you think it would be safe to blow it up like in that amount of water? And he's like, yeah, I think so. And they're like, <laughs> OK, so. then let's go try it. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, right. I'm like, this is the worst scientist of all time. Like this motherfucker yeah, said, I... I think so. That's his science. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's great. I think it'll work. It's, yeah. You know, uh, we'll find out, won't we? Which, we well, should be, you know, yeah. either fry the... <laughs> Yeah, it will fry the entire town, oh, or we'll succeed. I know. I love, that's the 80s logic. That's the 80s horror movie logic, you know. Uh, um, yeah, it was nah, cool, man, that guy this, that, this that this ate was, the pieces of yeah. it, and then he got oh, all sick, and then cool. like basically dissolved from the inside out at the restaurant <laughs> with all the worms came flying out of him and shit. I love it. I love that. That was so fun to watch. That was so fun like to anticipate, because you knew that was going to come up as far as like yeah. when you're watching a film. You know, uh, inadvertently eats one and it, you know, dissolves them from the inside out. Yeah, mm-hmm. it just it, again, really cool makeup effects. I that I loved it. Um, I gotta say something about the music though. The the music sounded like an either an '80s porno or an mm-hmm. '80s soap opera. You know, it had this. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I don't agree. know. It had this weird upbeat, like a real upbeat song throughout the whole movie. And it ended with it and it began with it. And I was like mm-hmm. really taken back. Like, wow, that's <laughs> either so cool or weird at the same time. But I, you know, and those are the type of things that, you know, make you enjoy like those type of horror movies where it's like, right. you don't know what's going on. Who edited the, who, who wanted that song in there so bad? You know, who did they pay or, or what well, happened that it was like they were trying to weird. be an old like an, an old like Italian thriller type movie or something. Yeah. Or, or like, yeah, maybe that it had you know. sort of that sort of uh, that style of that Italian style of score to it. But uh, yeah, that, it was that's much right. more of an exactly. American feeling movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Some of the dialogue was cool, too. I mean, like I said, right. like. Um, you know, some of the characters you, you get invested, but not too much where it's like you have to take notes on the movie. It's real straightforward. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, it had it had the it had the really the classic rules. It had the, it had the nudity, it had the, mm-hmm. you know, the teenagers being cock blocked by the monsters, like always. The teenagers <laughs> right. want to get it on and the monsters always mess it up. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the sound effects that the slugs made. I love I like that kind of re- brings me back to my childhood a little bit. Um, yeah, those are so whole, cool. Like, they, uh, they had little teeth and so, shit too. Yeah, yeah, like little. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I think. Uh, I mean, yes, they used some like I don't know stop motion or something back then, or or what what have you. I don't know. It really wasn't CGI, or was it like very very early CGI? No, or, I, I don't know how they did. I think some that of the, they uh, they did some stop motion stuff, and then a lot of it was just fucking throwing piles of slugs stock on people. Footage. 
Yeah. yeah. Like well, even the ones where it was just like, was like some... they would cut away from the person and then they would cut back and then it was like somebody just dumped a bucket of slugs yeah. on them. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed the the kills in this movie. Um, mm-hmm. it, it was a ramp up, you know, it was a small kill, then a bigger kill, and then like um, it came back and referenced it. And like I said, it, in a couple different ones with the restaurant face melting one and, and uh, you know, all the way to the end. It was it was enjoyable um, in that sense of sure. I like this movie as, you know, something that I would uh, probably leave on if it was on TV. Right. Like and during Halloween time, it was yeah. something to get you in the mood of a, of a typical monster movie set in the 80s. Of course, I'm a sucker for that. Yeah. And it has a good escalation. It's definitely very, very piranha-esque in that way, too. Like it has that escalation like you see yeah. a little bit and a little bit. Mm-hmm. But then it also has the eco horror mm-hmm. thing where it's. That the government was doing tests and fucking experimenting, <laughs> dumping shit in the drain On, and whatever. And, and how brilliant is that it, back in the day when you can write a script and like, well, how did the slugs get there? Well, just write that there, someone was dumping something in the sewers as in, in a dialogue. They don't yeah. have to show anything. You don't have to prove anything. It was in there for like two seconds. And there's the problem. It's like there's right, your right. catalyst of this. And, you know, <laughs> that's like this, the, the formula, the simplest formula there can be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, today's it was movies. A, it was a toxic waste dump or something, it. wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was that, and it mm-hmm, exactly. And uh, I think there was a mention of you know the toxic waste dump come from a scientific lab or something like that, and mm-hmm. it created this over aggressive uh, species of slugs that lived in the sewers. Yeah, and, and then nobody wanted to believe that they were actually man-eating ones. Of course, even though they saw the guy <laughs> like yeah, basically yeah. have slugs and shit come out of him in the restaurant they were like what you're crazy <laughs> yeah. they had like the it's, the fat cat it, business nobody guy. eat the veal <laughs> yeah and uh but yeah it's definitely a pretty cool movie i i i love the uh the practical effect of it like you had said and and how it yeah has more of that that weird like it almost has throwback gore too where it's more like 70s looking blood where mm-hmm. it's that really mm-hmm. thick and like orangish red color More, and stuff. Yes. Yeah. No, that it did a good job with uh mm-hmm. um some of the stuff like the scene with the guy's hand being ripped off because there was a slug inside and um oh, yeah, of and the glove the, and then he fucking that, cuts his arm off with the hatchet. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So there's there's always that and that's like again, that's like a, an eighties trademark too. Mm-hmm. Um no, it was good. It it was it was enjoyable. Which is kinda of funny, he's like, It hurts so bad I have to cut my hand off. <laughs> I know. Like, well, wouldn't that fucking also hurt too? Yeah, but not as bad as the slug eating me. Trust me. I know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is a pretty cool one. I, I think, um, like you said, there's not a lot to really go in depth unless we were gonna go hardcore in depth on on the mm-hmm. character development and whatever. But yeah, you had a lot of the right, kind of right. typical characters. It was kind of following a lot of movies that had pre-existed, and um, mm-hmm. I can kind of spin this into like my review or opinion of it, which. Um, I think you're right. It is it is something where you don't have to pay attention and you can just watch yeah. for the monsters and the kills and whatever. And it's a cool like watch with friends movie. But th- yeah, the director does a good enough job of, of showing these little pieces of the people that you can also kind of get something out of it too and actually watching it. Yeah. And yeah. There, there's enough there. And, you know, it's it's obviously not not like a classic or anything. It's not a masterpiece or or. You know, something that everyone is talking about all the time when you talk about these right. other movies like Piranha or Jaws or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Staples, right. Right. Uh, but it, I, I would say it's in kind of that second tier of, of yes. those type of monster movies. 
Definitely. Um, which I would say, you know, for me, enjoyability and rewatchability, I've never seen this one before. I definitely don't think it should be labeled as a Halloween movie, but once I... Like no. I can't take points yeah. off of it for being mislabeled <laughs> by some guy, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. It, you know, um, you're right. It, it, we can't fault it that much for that. Was, uh, there's a few things, um, I guess, maybe we anticipated differently that uh, when we Yeah, well, we just, we just went off of the list, and so it's like... Yeah. If I never saw the movie before, I wouldn't know any better. But, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I kind of forgot give, about it halfway through anyway. So. Yeah. I was like, "What? this is the Halloween movie, right? Oh, yeah. So, but I would, <laughs> right, yeah. besides that, I would, I would give it a seven out of 10. I like this oh, one. Oh, sure. Yeah. I, um, I was at a six and a half out of 10. Um, just, just because again, it was a first time watch. I enjoyed it, but mm-hmm. I found myself doing other things as well as watching. But it, again, no fault of the movie. It's just that type of movie. It's just that type of things where I paid attention, you know, not watching it, but pay attention to the dialogue. If there was something, you know, that I needed to catch, I, I can like glance up or, you know, rewind or whatever, but uh, sure, I was yeah. really hoping for a bigger, a bigger monster because, you know, like I, I've said before, you know, I kind of like the stuff you've never heard of, you've never seen before, and as I do appreciate rampaging monsters, I wanted something where, you know, the the little slugs were a catalyst to a big, you know, big gigantuan slug in the sewers clogging it up, you know, yeah, yeah. that would have been cool to me, and again, that's what I was anticipating. Um, but I still say I say a six and a half to me is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, would... the first half is a little slow for sure too. Oh sure, yeah. And again, it's that it's that builder because I just read the synopsis and it's not even a sentence long. Like you know, like a if you wrote it down on a piece of paper, it wouldn't even take up one sentence. Sure. Um, it's a real simple concept. And mm-hmm. in the eighties, they made a lot of those. Just like in the fifties, they made a lot of the monster movies too. Um, with the, with the tarantula and the spiders and all that stuff like that, this '80s tr- tended to have this little trend of you know taking something and adding radiation to it again, and mm-hmm. you know right. and, and setting them free. So, but definitely a party yes, movie, like yeah. I said. I think um, we should be glad that we don't have any of these radioactive monsters now. After all the stuff that they foretold, <laughs> I know, right? I mean, they've been telling us for years. <laughs> uh, cool. So. I think we're good on that one. Yeah. So why don't we move to our next movie, which will be introduced by me. This one was my pick for a movie I had seen before and loved. Mm-hmm. The movie is Never Hike Alone from yes. 2017. If that sounds familiar, it's because we had talked about it before and we had the director slash actor playing Jason, yes. uh, Vincent DeSanti, or uh, however he liked to say it with the boisterous Italian accent. Right. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so when we had him come on and, and he told us a whole bunch of stories and a bunch of behind the scenes stuff and whatever, but yeah, uh, we never really talked ourselves much about the movie. So I thought it would be kind of a cool opportunity to swing mm-hmm. back around and, and get a little bit of a discussion about it. But obviously we already spent a lot of time talking with him about it. So we don't need to go super in depth either. Sure. Sure. More just kind of to throw out some of the stuff that we liked and whatever we might be critical of and stuff like that. So, yeah. Uh, cool. So the synopsis of never hike alone is a hiker's survival skills are put to the test when he stumbles upon the remains of an old abandoned camp and discovers its long dark secrets. This is, um, a, a Friday the 13th fan film, which means it's not an officially, um, licensed film, I guess. You know, right. It's not officially a part they can't of make the money franchise. At it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, because of that, they can't make money. So he had described to us a lot of how 
every time that they sell stuff, they have to like fucking pay for the <laughs> materials and then donate the money, and it's just like a big pain in the ass. Right, but, right. Um, but it was a, a love pa- or a, a passion because he was such a huge Friday Thirteenth fan. It's a passion project. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I think you know it's it's something that everyone kind of in our community has accepted as a part of the franchise mm-hmm. and just yep. just something that whether it's official or not, we fit it in somewhere with that. Um, and I think that the story of this is kind of cool where it plays off of the original timeline and it's just much, much later down the road that Jason finds his way back to Camp Crystal Lake after all the, you know, going to Manhattan and space and everything <laughs> right. else. And then, right, you know, here we come 2016, 17, and he finds his way all the way back to Camp Crystal Lake and he's just yeah. a, a lonely old man hanging out there. <laughs> this is a, definitely a uh, side mission movie. This isn't sure. like a main plot movie. Is one of those things where you stumbled across the legend. Sure, sure. And I think one of the things that's cool about this is the way that it incorporates uh, found footage style to it. Yes. But also is shot with traditional cameras too. Mm-hmm. And I think throughout the the time that I've been following the franchise over the past five, seven years or whatever, when they've been talking about making another movie, there was all these rumors at one point about a found footage movie of Friday the 13th, which I think could work, but I think would definitely piss people off if the whole movie was found footage because obviously those types of movies have their problem. You don't see the main threat that right. much because no one's sitting there like watching the guy fucking kill them. Right. And so, the, you know, it, it makes a problem like if you have a movie with Jason and you don't get to see Jason very much, people are going to be pissed. So <laughs> Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. He needs on-screen time. Mm-hmm. So it's cool the way that this kind of mixes the two, where you get the the self filmography of mm-hmm. of Kyle, our main character, who's a video blogger, YouTuber type character, and he's filming himself. But then there's also just cameras set up and filming some of the action scenes and the fight scenes and the cool Jason stalks and those yeah. cool like low angles where you see just like the feet and the hands going through the the bushes and stuff. And yeah. You know, yeah. That type of cool shit that you you want that feel of Friday the Thirteenth, and I think that's what makes this thing work for everyone. Is there's so much tribute to the original stuff, but done in a respectful way, where it's not just like, "Hey, I know Friday the Thirteenth because I put all these kills in." It's like kind of a little bit subtle, and mm-hmm. it's not right in your oh, face. No. Yeah, no, he he very he really did um, capture the essence of Jason. What one mm-hmm. through four or two through four? Okay. Um, that essence of stalking, stalking, and then striking. Um, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, really, like, you know, kind of like, uh, I guess, Jason checking out this camper, seeing what he's doing first, and then getting closer, and then making himself known, and then disappearing without, because he could have killed him right away, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Like, in the later films, he pops out of a tree, kills someone, blah, 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 and he disappears. This was a very, you know, two-person play with Jason stalking this guy for a little bit, and then making himself known. Um, because this camper stumbled across the campground and Crystal Lake and everything kind of went into Jason's territory. So it's almost like where Jason wasn't seeking this out. This guy came in his backyard and he's just, you know, he's like, hey, I got something to do. Mm -hmm. So it was very, it it did very much feel like episode three and two to me. Like, uh, uh, yeah, it really did because again, it was isolated in the woods. It wasn't really um, comical, thank God. And um, it, it treated it with enough respect to be like the, the like again the the original um, four or the first four right. versus the next ones where it got real silly. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Even like the the music score, which I yes. I kind of briefly mentioned to him about about that, but I'm not sure if the like how much that they composed and how much they had like repurposed other things or whatever. Like I don't know how that works exactly, but right. Uh, you know, it was very reminiscent of the original ones where they have the little like tink tinkling yeah xylophony type sounds and like yeah. the fucking stingers and love it uh, just i love very, it very I, authentic sound to it as I well i think i yeah i think i mentioned to him um to vincent when when i was watching this i was i also played the video game too friday 13th video game and that, that video mm-hmm. game does an amazing job at that you know the screeching uh, the squelching you know uh music that's going by of course the jason hiss and or the theme and stuff and mm-hmm. um and at the right times too. Sometimes when you're look, turning a corner and it goes, you know, it has that little shriek of music and there's nothing there. Uh, this movie, this movie did that too, which was like, again, you can tell when somebody is passionate about an IP like that and puts a fan film as saying, "Go, hey, look, this is yes, this is a love letter to the franchise." But then again, he also kind of uh, interweaves some storyline in there too, um, right. where he, you know, he could have said there, "Okay, this could have been like I said, a side mission." This is mm-hmm. something that see like he he mentioned like this being taking place you know in today's world. I kind of sit there and go, okay, this could have been something where it was an in between, uh, uh, maybe four and or uh, in between three and four. Like to me, I, I I put that in my mind just because the way it felt. Right. But even though the technology and the guy's YouTube channel put it in today's time, which sure. says, hey, Jason's still alive and he kind of just roams this area. He becomes a legend, uh, which was cool, too. So you can go both ways with this in your head where mm-hmm. this comes back and, and choose to ignore he went to space, choose to ignore he went to, you know, Manhattan, all that stuff and the and the whole, <laughs> you know, being a worm. And yeah. So, right, which, right. Uh, yeah. Well, this this is definitely much more grassroots where it falls into that, yeah, that in your backyard feel kind of thing. Yeah, and if they ever do another Friday Thirteenth, I don't know how they're going to do it because are they going to do it like where John Carpenter's doing it, where he's totally ignoring you know some of the Halloween movies and say this is the real number three, mm-hmm. and if they do another Friday Thirteenth, is this going to be the real part five or maybe six because five was actually pretty good. So is sure. this six going on? I don't know. So, but. With fan films like this, it, it really puts because again we're not getting a theatrical release on on the franchise, so mm-hmm. we're forced to kind of uh, you know go this route. Which to me, this movie was great about it. Yes, yeah, no, I I love this too, and uh, you know it was cool to see this get so much hype built about it too, mm-hmm. where some people I knew were talking about it and then you know you hear a bunch of people talking about it and then when it actually comes out then it really sort of blew up and now it's been over a year that it's been out and it's it's done really well and you know hopefully he can find something else to to produce out of this opportunity that he's gotten just you know getting acknowledged for it absolutely Um, there was there was there anything that you felt in this movie that was that was maybe like off or just like critical wise or like something you would have um, changed about it or anything no the only thing like i i still i don't know for some reason i still can't get my head around uh current technology and movies you know like the guy doing the youtube channel kind of stuff um sure i i buy into it I don't, and, and it's not that i'm against it it's just that it feels i don't know it just feels weird because we do live in a weird age that everybody's documenting their lives now and throwing up on the internet to and everybody to consume and watch right. um so I kind of it's not it's not that I cringe it just kind of take a little bit out of it for me a little bit I like like I said more of the 
traditional, you know, if people are going camping or if someone gets lost in the woods and he's by himself with no cell phone, no nothing, and then they have to survive the night and stuff like that. I find that sure. a little more believable because once you start introducing, like, again, modern technology into it and cell phones. But, again, I, I understand it was a plot device in the in this film. Um, mm-hmm. But sometimes I just kind of like, ah, I don't know. I just don't like that we do that. Um, back in the day, you know, whenever we did a, a, a film, we always looked 20, 30 years ahead and, and did movies on technology like that. Like, you know, dr- cars that drive themselves and, you know, uh, holograms and stuff. That was cool. But then you start introducing something I can just pull out of my pocket now into a movie. I It takes me out of it a little bit, even though it's supposed to update it, right? It's supposed to bring you into the now now, right? Um, sure, yeah. I, I just, I don't know. I, I have a little problem with that, but again, it didn't ruin it for me. So if there's any criticism I have of that, it was the YouTube thing because it really, I mean, it, it served the purpose of why the hiker was there, but it didn't do anything mm-hmm. else, you know? Yeah. Nobody found the, that. It gave you the yeah. additional, like, camera angles out of it. Well, like I said, nobody found the footage. We we didn't see, like, here, we found this guy's YouTube and somebody uploaded it and his death, right? So, or or whatever. Sure. And, uh, well, I guess technically so it, he, he makes it out, so I... I guess he could have put it up himself. Yeah, or, whatever, or someone but. found the phone. Yeah, but also yeah, so there was just regular I, I, filming of it too, mixed with that anyway. So yes, yes, there was. Like I said, it, it was a plot device to bring him to Crystal Lake, and that's pretty sure. much what that was used for. And I and I said I get that part. Um, yeah, it was. I would yeah. say like tough for me to swallow the first time I watched it. At first, when it comes on, I'm like, oh really? It's gonna be like this. But then when you see it mixed, because <laughs> like, I I also yeah. thought that it was going to be all from his POV kind of thing, you know. So sure, sure. Or all like him s- filming himself and then other yeah you know, filming out and then himself like a, a Les Stroud right like Survivor Man, Man type of thing of or something. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but it, it was fine. Uh, the one thing, and uh, Christian pointed this out to me from Exploding Heads. He mm-hmm. said that the fucking sound design on his footsteps are like they give him like robocop footsteps oh the, the and once once he said <laughs> it then i couldn't unhear yes. it like every time i listened to it it's like doosh, 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 doosh. yeah like the- <laughs> and he's like i don't know why they fucking chose to do that it's like pounds. yeah it's it's so weird that they decided to yeah. do that like it doesn't fit because the whole rest of the sound design is is perfect you know yeah 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 so i guess yeah. like to try and build anxiety or, or make you like feel the, the presence of him coming or whatever make him feel hefty yeah. but it's still like off-putting they could have toned it down just a little bit even sure well now that you're toned into it so i know he kind of ruined it for me i probably wouldn't have noticed otherwise <laughs> i know yeah um but yeah like i i, I think honestly i think i would have I mean, I do love this. I love this uh, fan film. I would have liked mm-hmm. it if it was all... But again, this is me. This is my personal opinion on this type of movie. If it was all found footage, I like you said, that whole Survivor Man, I think that I, li- I would have liked it a, a hundred times better. Yeah, if you could have done it, it was, cleverly enough with, with cameras set up. Yeah. Like done it a Survivor Man way, like where he goes and sets up his own cameras and then fucking the cameras are actually catching Jason footage because of that, but... I think by yeah, mixing you know they have them, those it, it big foot cams the, that they right, right. Yeah, they tie him to a tree, and any motion it triggers the recording. That would have been yeah, cool. like he yeah. was setting up this whole thing, and it was like you know angles. But again, mm-hmm. that's you know that's a, a modern ploy too. I've seen movies do that. And it, to me, it works. I, I like mm-hmm. that. You know. Well, yeah, I understand he wants to have the opportunity mm-hmm. to like do all the kind of tribute Tell shots and, and stuff, and, sure. and make it yeah actually look good yeah. too. So exactly, so it's a so tough I'm position to be in when you have no money. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that too. I'm um not opposed to a full full feature Friday Thirteenth uh, found footage. I'm not. I I think that would be cool. Even if we yeah. solve Jason for five minutes, I and that might be sacrilege to some Friday fans, but I think that would be cool because I have you know ten movies of mm-hmm. a rampaging Jason already. Let's get something a little different. Mm-hmm. If I it's like you want to recapture um the magic of the first four films, then just watch the first four films. Sure. Yeah. I mean, again, that's it's that's just my little you know uh, absolutely yeah. opinion on it. So. No, it's a, uh, it's cool to see something happen with this and to get some life breathed into yes. the franchise again. Yes, absolutely. And, you know that there's some cool stuff that came out of it. Like you had the, the authentic look, and then he turns into kind of this ghost Jason after he gets mm-hmm. quote unquote killed and comes back. Right. Um, right. You know the set design is fucking fantastic in this place. Uh, yeah. Which he described how they found one place and then ran into somebody else that told him go look somewhere else and yes you know those those cabins are great and it's just so cool that they were able to kind of set all that stuff up and throw in the little tributes about like oh here was where so-and-so got killed and here was where so-and-so got killed and the best thing about the film was the markers notating Mm -hmm. back kills from the you know like in the original movies oh yeah that that would be one of my criticisms though is those things looked way too fucking new oh if they were uh, supposed to be from like 30 years ago (laughs) Oh, the markers, you mean? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, man, that, that ribbon is way too new looking. That's, <laughs> I, know I like the concept. Yeah, yeah, I like the concept as this was an old crime scene and this was like notates this, you know, they mm-hmm. get that he, he did a lot of fan service. Like this is the Kevin Bacon kill. This is, you know, uh, t- where Tommy Jarvis was. Yes. Um, you know, it, it, a lot of throwbacks like that. That was really, really entertaining and fun mm-hmm. uh, to have those Easter eggs in there. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was badass. Yeah. And just the look of of Jason was, oh, it was great. great. The mm-hmm. you know the classic get up and the sort of fast walk, but not really running style. Right. That part three, part four style of Jason. <laughs> right, right. That's sort of the iconic status look of him. Yeah, and the one thing he did great was you, you know how like in the uh, original films or you know the, even the franchise, if you stab Jason, he like passes out, falls mm-hmm. down. And then he gets back up, and they did this in this film too. I thought it was cool. You got, you know, macheted in the arm or axed in the arm, fell down. Like Jason's passed out, so he gets you a chance to get away. Like it yeah. kind of like distracts him a little bit. So that was that was always fun. Yeah, that was I think always he actually like a got it. Of Jason. I think he got it right in the neck. Yeah, like, it was like he, shoulder, neck, or something. Yeah, yeah, he like chopped him in that clavicle area there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that would put me down. And all that black shit was coming out. Right. And then he got back up, but he was a ghost. Yeah. This is a yeah. ghost of a ghost. Ghost of a ghost. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh but no, this this was definitely an awesome movie. It was it was cool for the amount of time that was spent on it and, and how much mm-hmm. that he got to kind of repurpose things and, and reuse it and really make a cool thing and you know, you don't do all that for no profit and only recognition. You know. Exactly. So it's, it's, unless you really love it, so Right. It right. it shows mm-hmm. in the, the love of the movie definitely definitely this was a a, a project appreciated that he did for us and right. for himself you know to to kind of like um you know put out that fire in him to do this film to move on to something else but also to say mm-hmm. hey there's people out there that really like this franchise and they want to come back but they want to really come back in a style where you know there's story there to be told let's let's not just um you know put him in a different situation let's not put jason in a different situation let's mm-hmm. let's bring back some story elements to this and move on with it yeah 
and if anyone hasn't seen it yet, it's on YouTube for free. So yeah, no absolutely. Excuse. And it's only like fifty-four no. minutes long. So. Yeah, it's it's a fan. It's a fast watch, and it's mm-hmm. a great watch. You know, right? It's fun. And I rated this one at an eight out of ten. Ha! Huh. Uh, nice. Something I I, re- I really like it quite a bit. It's it's something that if I fit it into the franchise and you know we did the whole ranking them and stuff a while ago mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i think you know it falls somewhere around that like sixth spot or so after the some of the you know the original heavy hitters so it's definitely oh, yeah. right up there oh, though. yeah yeah um you and i are on the same wavelength i had written down an eight right when i saw this film and then when we did our um yeah we did our ranking of all the films and i mm-hmm. i did i was like i it puts it right in linear line time frame with me with enjoyability and everything from like you know one through five and then this and then you got six through ten so right it's right right in that middle spot too which is like it's it's actually is worth saying something for you know um these these people who made this film because it's like it's not something where you could just throw away no it's like we actually are going to put it in the timeline mm-hmm. of the friday 13th franchise because it belongs there Yes, and it yeah. deserves to be long there because uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, man, we're you and I right there, an eight, um, solid eight, like big time with it. Nice, absolutely. All right. So that being said, we're gonna do one more here, and then we're gonna take a break. Yes. So the next one is your pick. <clears throat> Why don't you tell us about this one? Yes. So this pick um, was a film that on my list of movies that I um, have have seen and really enjoy, um, and it's The Gate from 1987. Uh, the synopsis is kids left home alone accidentally unleash a horde of malevolent demons from a mysterious hole in a suburban backyard. Um, that's that's a very vague <laughs> kind of it's like what kind of detail but vague of what the movie actually is. Yeah. Um, the reason I'm going to go by real fast. The reason why I picked this film is this is the gate every time Halloween comes around late September, early October. I uh, It's just one of those things in my head. This movie, along with, like, The House, Troll, um, you know, there's so many 80s movies that, that I, as a kid, would come on TV or it would be on HBO at the time or Sci-Fi Channel. And this one always really got to me because uh, it was it was really fun. Um, it is it is an emotional movie, too, because there's a dog in there that we lo- I love, Angus, the dog. I've always loved that dog in this, vel- in this film. So I have, like, a connection to it, you know. Um, but to me, this epitomizes Halloween time. Maybe not the, the, the holiday, but the spirit and the yeah, the it feeling feels more of like it. Halloween than yeah, it has one. it has great special effects in it. Sure, it's got stop motion monsters. Um, but you know the fog, the lighting, the music. It just and it's and it is actually very fast pace. Um, from there's some slow parts to it, but. Like there is a big ramp up, like like there's something that happens on every turn on this movie from beginning to end. Like there's, mm-hmm. it's not a you know a, a just a, an hour and a half build up to a payoff at the end. You know what I mean? There was a lot of it, which I appreciated a lot of going into it. There's some lore behind it. You got like you know heavy metal bands warning you about opening de- uh, gates to hell and all that stuff. You've got fever dreams. You have again, there's like uh, myths of the man who died and they buried him in your walls right there's these all these little subplots that that kind of play to your mind here uh, without right. going like you know too much into the movie scene by scene because it you know it's one of those movies like to me i recommend like if you haven't watched the gate please watch the gate um and then we'll and then we'll talk 
you know. And I think you haven't seen this one, right? This is one that you haven't right. seen in the past. No, I haven't. So how did you enjoy it? Um, I I or liked didn't. it. Well, I liked it enough, but I wasn't super blown away by it. And I think sure, as sure. as somebody who has seen a lot of stuff that's similar to it, and then now I'm seeing this, it's hard not to compare it to other things that are better. Sure. Oh, God, without yeah. having the the you know growing up with liking yeah. this one. Mm-hmm. So there is a lot of stuff that is really good in it, but it feels like so many other parts of other movies to me. Oh yeah, um, definitely. That are that are you know fit into this, but um, th- the one thing that I feel like I guess uh, not to like start off with my my criticism no, sure. necessarily, but sure. the the one thing that I kept like wanting more of is like they they have these cool monsters and I love the the scenes with like these miniature <laughs> demon characters and. Yes, it's amazing the way that they blend them in with the people and stuff, and their motion is so realistic. Yeah, but then, like the things kind of don't really do anything. No, they're they just don't. like there and like being a nuisance. But I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I want to see him like fucking just rip at least like one or two people up a little bit. Yeah, there and, was like, yeah. There's not really there much no of that. There was no body that count. No, no. Right. This is very PG. I think very uh, at that time. It's it's one of those innocent horror films. Right. The content of it or the the like at the main plot is the horror thing and yeah this is something where very little blood in it very mm-hmm. little you know um of course there's no body counts there's nothing of that horror aspect it's more of us it's like like you said uh, to me it's a nostalgia trip it's a um something right. i did grow up on and i mean like i said from there's so many little nuances in the film and i love that being a kid watching this movie and the kid in it steven dorf and it was in it uh, by mm-hmm. the way you got to start in in this so um, he, you know, there was this always this an attachment to an object or something in his childhood in the character that you know gravitated. He loved these rocket things, and he, you know, he had a jacket with NASA on, you know, NASA patches, and just having those characters fleshed out a little bit that they have a personality, not just a, you know, um, just a face that you're gonna right. follow and get killed later on. Uh, to make an example, a comparison, when we did, remember when we did Friday the Third or uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, the original or the remake comparison mm-hmm. to the original. Remember how we were saying these characters are dull. They're just, they got, who cares if they die? Like seriously, like they're just faces. And there's, yes. that's the problem. I think today's um, horror movie, especially slasher stuff, they don't give enough backstory to the characters that we're following. And this movie like The Gate, where we're following this kid, even his friend, even his sister, there's such a backstory that they didn't have to show anything uh, but just a little, like I said, the you know the kid wearing a vest with NASA patches on him. He's so you get this sense of who he is, um, and you you kind of get a little invested in it too. Sure. You know? yeah. And um, you know the the his best friend, which is he lost his mom, so he you know he's all into heavy metal and he's you know um, kind of isolated and doing his own thing. But you get that whole sense of importance and who he is, and I think that's what makes me love those type of movies better. You know, where mm-hmm. not necessarily has to be gore. But you get this other, you know, like, oh, they opened a, a portal to hell, you know, or those de- ancient demons are going to come back. And then you have um, this music band in England or something that knew all about this and wrote a song on how to open and close this gate. And they all died in a plane crash. So that was their one time deal. And they discovered the the whole gate opening by playing the record forward to open the gate and backwards to close it. You know, it's just those kind of things that I just like, right. whoa, that's so cool. <laughs> you know, that... um. Maybe I'm missing that in today's kind of horror. 
you know, where they go right. really too deep, where it's just something as simple as that is so missed today. And that's that's probably why I gravitate towards that stuff, and especially, you know, the nostalgia uh, aspect of it. Sure. Sorry, I was a, yeah. that was a long rant to get to, to something where I like it because it's nostalgic. <laughs> uh, that's okay. I don't have as much to say about it because I have only seen it this one time and it was like, <laughs> yeah. like, oh, that's pretty cool, I guess. Yeah, I mean, um, like I said, these are the movies that I, I grew I do, up on uh, and it's easy to talk about. I like the best friend. I forget his name, Jerry or something, right? And uh, Terry. Terry, yeah. yeah, that's it. He was he was great. Like he was always making me laugh. He was definitely like yeah. a good comic relief. And Stephen Dorff yes. was fine. He was like a little bit annoying, but um, yeah, it was more just that they kept playing up the thing between him and his sister about like she wants to be grown up and he wants right. her to like be around and whatever. And it's, they kept yeah. kind of playing that thing up, and it was like, all right, just shut up, kid, and like leave your sister alone. <laughs> She's right. trying to go. Let her hang out and get laid. Yeah, she's trying to get dicked <laughs> down already. <laughs> she's almost sixteen. She can, right. ha- you know. She's <laughs> but it was cool because I yeah. love that that feeling of like, okay, well, we're gonna go away, so you guys just stay home, don't do anything. Right, and right, and they do like, it. Don't have any parties, and then they cut to like right away. They're having a party. I know. And like, I think I that was the the thing for me was like the. The horror was more like tame in this, and it was more fantasy than yes. than horror. Oh, it, absolutely! Again, this is the very light, light yeah. horror. You know, um, which there's a you know back in the day, there's a lot of those where sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was the the uh, adventure with kids and and yes. monsters and that kind of stuff that was big at yeah. this time too. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Which I I. I do like a lot of that stuff. Like, it doesn't bother me. It's just, like I said, I felt like mm-hmm. this was kind of the, uh, like, not as good version of a few things that yeah. were similar <laughs> yes. to it. But it did introduce some, not original stuff, but just did some things differently. And yeah, the, those monster effects were awesome. And then there yeah, was, like, in, the, the right. weird, like, demon zombie zombie guy that, yep, like you said, was living inside the wall. Yeah, it's that those little minions turned into the, the yeah. zombie dude that would rampage him, but he was more dusty than, you know, dusty and, and like old decrepit versus like, you know, <laughs> uh, a blood raging zombie, which would have been like, like that would be cool. See, I, I, I do get on my little soapbox about remakes, right? Like forget it. Right. Don't ever touch these things. But like you imagine like watching the gate and you're like, man, if that was done today, of course the demon at the end would be so much better, so much more violent. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the the minions could actually like tear limbs off maybe of, of somebody because, you know, at, not to give it right. away if you haven't seen the gate, but everything kind of goes back to normal at the end of the film. Um, right. You know, people who seemingly die didn't die, but you could do a lot more with like, say, if you, you re-envisioned it. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't want them to. I don't I'm not I don't want a remake of the gate to sleep alone. I like it how it is. OK. Yeah. No. Yeah. I think the um, the. The zombie-esque demon guy that they formed into mm-hmm. was a cool touch to it. Like it, it did a, kind of a cool thing where it just kept sort of ramping up the, yeah, the monster stuff where it was like you know a little bit and then it was this and then it kind of changed into something else. Yeah, yeah. And when they they first bring that guy out and he uh, he grabs uh, t- Terry, right? Not Jerry. Terrence. Yeah, Terry. Terrence. Yeah. yeah. So when he he like comes out and he grabs him and like drags him inside through the fucking cloud of dust and smoke. Yeah. And I was I was watching it with my son and I'm like that kid's about to go about to get molested. <laughs> and he's like what? And I'm like, yeah, the guy just dragged him into the into the darkness. There, he's gonna get molested. Yeah, yeah, he's getting touched. Definitely. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, probably. 
<laughs> I love the I love the overuse of fog and smoke in this. Oh, world. I know. Great, I love it. Um, yeah, yeah. It's always fucking foggy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, the the purple when you have like purple glowing, you know, um, mm-hmm. lights coming out of holes in the ground. That it just I don't know. It's just kind of cool because it's real cartoony. It's real, you know, tells from the right. crypt thing. This like like this movie could have been a tells from the crypt episode, right? Sure, sure, like a, creep show or something. Yeah, it, absolutely. It could have been like a little sub story in that whole thing it really could yeah and the the hole in the ground part was pretty cool yeah it was funny how they they just sort of like found it by accident because the tree got struck by lightning or whatever yeah but yeah then by chance i, I love the uh, effect of like somebody falls into it and yeah but then they have to kind of climb back out and and they're getting pulled back down into it and shit so yeah yeah it was that more was, of was um well very like um i guess like you said, like um, what the minions, that's more, t- it's more fun, more tongue in cheek, mm-hmm. I guess, more innocent where it's not vicious, which it could have like uh, to me, Mike, like I think I agree with that. If I had a complaint, I think it could have been a little bit more violent, more vicious towards the characters, meaning, um, you know, maybe a yes, there was a sense of I have to close the gate because it was hell on earth. Right. But you never got that sense of pure hell or like there. These guys aren't so bad, you know, like. Right. You know, what I mean? they're not really doing anything, but they're just like, like gremlins, yeah, yeah. just a nuisance, you know, just. Well, even so, if so, the, like, even with the, the gremlins, you know, they actually were kind of fucking shit up. Like they were. Yeah, yeah, they were. Yeah. They were much more destructive and harmful and they were like actually hurting people and stuff. So, yeah, and you don't have to necessarily show all of it. It's just if you make them seem more intimidating. But yeah, I think whatever they did to kind of match up the effect of of those things with the people proportionately and stuff. Mm hmm. Like there was so much focus on just making that work that they didn't really have a good way to make them interact. Yeah, I, I agree think, with that. So. Yeah, but, but uh, um, no, it was it was still cool. I I didn't dislike it. It was just sure. kind of one of those. Yeah, one a, of those things where I was like, oh wait, this what's all the hype about this movie? Um, yeah, well, it's still pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it's Marco. Um, you know, you could um just check it off your list. Like, yeah. I, okay, watch that. But uh. Yeah, like I said, no, you I, might even disagree with me and say, you know what, maybe a remake could be benefit from it. Um, I think there is some sequels to this film, but I I don't remember if I even watched them. I think them. I, I heard that from somebody on one of the posts that I made about this. I'm pretty sure someone said there was some sequels, but... Yeah, yeah it's funny. Some of those things, you just never end up seeing the other ones. Like Children of the Corn, I've never seen any of the sequels. Oh, God. There's like, I, there's like 40 of them. Yeah, yeah, and unfortunately, I've seen them all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, why don't we give our ratings on this one? Okay. And we can uh, close up the first half here, and we'll take yeah. a break. Uh, I can go first. Um, okay. You know, despite the fact that I was a little bit critical of it, I think I think maybe I didn't know that like I like I expected it to be more of a a schlocky monster movie as opposed to mm. like a a kid adventure movie. Mm, okay. I didn't really know exactly what it was. I think, and so. Maybe that might have tainted it a little bit, but sure. there was definitely good quality. I liked the friend. I liked the sister. I liked Steven Dorff. Yeah. Uh, it was definitely funny. There was good good interaction with the the um, physical effects that they did, you know, the breaking walls and the, right, the right. hole in the ground and all that kind of stuff. And the monsters were definitely cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I didn't love, love it. Like, I probably won't watch it again very often. Mm-hmm. And I still gave it a six and a half out of ten, though. That's pretty good. I thought you were go lower, um, because again, it's just mm-hmm. I like like my my reasoning 
And um, I haven't heard other people's reviews of this film, but my reasoning are kind of selfish reasons of sure. time, place, whatever. I really like adventure films and um, the sibling connection. Like, I actually like the fact that this had a good ending versus, you know, something where people that died stayed, stayed dead. You know, some, sometimes right, right. that it, it, that works in a film and being an 80s film like this it worked to me it works um so i because of like i said selfish reasons and nostalgia i put this at an eight um in my book because it's again it's it's it is a go-to movie for me if i'm gonna sit and if i saw it on netflix like during halloween i would watch it if it was during in january forget it i wouldn't you know sure sure um but if we just get in that mood to set in that mood and i've seen it so many times that I, i could have it on in the background you know, mm-hmm. um, and it's one of those things. Sometimes you kind of, hey, have you seen the get? Yeah, I've seen it back in the day, and you and you, and you reminisce as a kid watching it uh, back then because again, it was just a different type of of uh, a thing going on. Where beyond the slashers, you had these kind of innocent movies, um, the house being one of them. You know, the gate. Those those are like staples of, like I said, the right. PG thirteen, where there were certain certain happy endings, very. Uh, non-violent but scary not scary but like you know scary concept you know Mm -hmm. where like this movie almost ended with the earth's the end of the world kind of deal um that was saved with the rocket right how cool is that (laughs) you know they they paid off the whole rocket thing (laughs) exactly exactly so i mean like you you play up to your childhood you're again this is me i play up to my uh my eight-year-old self and i love this film so yeah, eight, eight, eight for me is is uh, is good. Nice. Yeah, I I don't think that my son appreciated it that much, but he's a little bit damaged now because he's seen <laughs> all kinds of. Did he's watched Gunwoman, right? <laughs> crazy stuff. Uh, not quite that bad. Okay. Close, <laughs> I was gonna say you've you've desensitized <laughs> him to a point where there's nothing that's gonna. No. Yeah. Right. No, that's good though. No, that's that's good. Yeah. But. Still a fun movie for sure, and I can sure. I can for sure see the nostalgia aspect in this, and I would definitely agree that this is a better it's a a better Halloween movie than Slugs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think the only reason I I gave Slugs the advantage was it didn't have the characters, but it had the crazy you know monster kills and gore yeah. and stuff. Oh, the gore so. was off the charts in that movie. Yeah. Right. Cool. Well, we will take a break here, and we'll play some kind of a song for you guys we'll come back and we'll talk about the second three or the second half of the six movies which would be three i'm not good at math i guess that's all right we have 28 movies that go for october right (laughs) all right we'll be right back trick or treat baby on a night like this from you on a night like this trick or treat baby by the light of the moon trick or treat whoa whoa don't leave me so soon trick or treat baby i go in a swoon from the sweet way you kiss me by the light of the moon trick or treat baby oh what a night trick or treat whoa whoa what a sweet delight trick or treat baby and hold me tight and keep a kiss me sweetly oh what a night
for you to kiss me in your own sweet way. A trick or treat. Okay, we are back for the second half of the show, and we are going to talk about... Up first is a movie that I picked... Uh, well, technically, I sort of picked all the 2018 movies, and then you just said right. that, that was fine. Agreed. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, this was a 2018 movie that I had not seen, saw the trailer, and said, that looks like a lot of fun. Yes. We should probably see that one. It is called It Came From The Desert... Yes. It is an action comedy horror, and the synopsis <laughs> yeah. reads... Uh, hold on, it's a little bit longer. Okay, a pulpy action monster movie inspired by Cinemaware's cult 1980s video game It Came From The Desert, a nostalgic tribute to creature features from the 1950s. It Came From The Desert mm-hmm. features rival motocross heroes and heroines, kegger parties in the desert, secret underground military bases, romantic insecurities, and of course, giant mm-hmm. ants. Perfect. <laughs> that was a great synopsis. Had yeah, that was there. actually super well done there. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, this one I just came across by looking up 2018 movies, basically, that I hadn't seen. Yes. Um, every, I don't know, once a month or three weeks or whatever, I kind of try and dig through and pick out a few things and add them to my watch list and see if I get around mm-hmm. to it or not. So this one came up, and then I know how much you know you like this style of movie, so I thought it would be a fun one to throw yes. on here. And yes. since it's a, a stupid, uh, I believe they call it a pulpy action monster movie, uh, something that mm-hmm. we don't really have to go super in-depth in, and talk too much about anything because everything is no. sort of is what it seems in the movie. So, it, it, I mean, it's yeah, it's it's very cookie cutter, right? Very. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. That like I said, that synopsis almost had everything in it. And then you could just kind of headcanon the rest of the movie. And right. uh, besides, like a couple nuances here and there. <laughs> it was sure. Great. I am. um I actually own them and Empire of the Ants and a lot of the 50s monster movies, you know, mm-hmm. from back in the day with that, that, again, that simple, like how we mentioned slugs, which very simple radioactive uh, canister explodes or a top secret laboratory invents whatever and it gets out of hand. And it's like, okay, make a movie of that. Just make it right. giant ants, you know? Yeah. So. I had kind of taken to social media a little bit when I watched this and gave a little bit of Mm -hmm. my thoughts without giving too much away and had said that uh, definitely there was something that I really dug about this movie. And I was I was curious kind of on your initial thoughts. How did you feel about this one? Hmm. Oh, man, Um, I had a lot of fun with it. It it was Mm -hmm. very fun. It, It did have that nostalgic aspect of a giant monsters chasing people. Um, ran, you know, you know, rampaging through it. Uh, um, I <laughs> there's a, a characters that were funny. It was funny. It had that, you know, like again, very. Um, it's a very easy watch. It, mm-hmm. it. I wanted a lot more of it. I wanted a lot more of uh, the the ants, you know, killing people and stuff, and 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 going off it. But we we get some of that interesting, you know, battle scene, I guess, in the desert. So right, my, yeah, like a, lot, I said, a my, lot more chasing initial, than killing. Yeah. And my initial thought, like, I got all the references, you know, Project Them, then this. What I didn't know was that it was based on a video game, which was kind of cool, because the end credits was probably the best end credits I've ever seen. They actually had yeah, a Yeah, where it has the gameplay. Yeah. Yeah, they were playing through the game, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, I actually, I think I should play that now. I think I should I know, I want to fucking play it, too. Find it, 
Yeah, absolutely. It's got to be their emulator or something. Mm-hmm. But how cool is that? You know, to, they got something where a concept of a, of a it was like an old PC game, I believe, right? Right. And then uh, and then they threw or a maybe, bunch. Like maybe said, even older, maybe because I think it said it was the synopsis said an '80s game, but I don't think there was a lot of PCs in the '80s. Mm, no. But. Hmm. I don't know, maybe a Nintendo type game it could or something. Be. It said c- Cinemaware. Yeah. I don't know who the hell makes Cinemaware. Maybe a Nintendo yeah, game. Yeah, it was very. I don't know. We'll maybe, find out. Maybe. Yeah, I, I, but I want to find it. I want to find an emulator and play it because um, it was. It had that very comic book esque um, mm-hmm. B movie monster movie, like an Elvira screen. It was like something like Elvira would screen back in the day. Sure. Um, so m- when I t- when I took to social media, I had labeled this as the unintentional so bad it's good. Uh, gem of the year. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, I th- <laughs> yeah, <that's, laughs> I saw that. I think uh, like, I, um, where my yeah. where my opinion comes from is like I I don't feel like you know we'll get to one of these movies later that mm-hmm. is like intentionally bad, and I don't think that right. this was like intentionally like Didn't hey like let's it. try and make a stupid movie <laughs> for the sake of <laughs> right. like being stupid. Right. And that would be funny to us. It's like, let's try and make an awesome movie that we know is not going to be awesome, but like, let's make it as awesome as we can, despite the fact that it's bad. Like, I don't know, something about the way that these actors are like that special kind of bad where yeah. like, you feel like they're trying, but their their uh, their effort is not that good. <laughs> it fe- it <laughs> felt like a after school TV special acting after. Yeah. After school like it TV wasn't special, like they told them you know? like they. <laughs> It didn't feel like they said, "Hey, try and act bad," you know. Yeah, yeah. They, like yeah. I feel like they said, "Hey, try and act your best," and then that was yeah. what they did. <laughs> like it so. felt so genuine <laughs> to me. I don't know why it was. It was fucking beautiful. <laughs> and then yeah, uh, it, yeah. You know this. This has like those um, those eighties and nineties riffs where it yes. is like a lot of montages, dirt bike scenes, <laughs> doing fucking yeah, tricks, I, like jumping off a of shit for no reason. Yeah. Um. Um, so that that shit was like great. It had me fist pumping. The only thing that right. was really starting to annoy me was the the terrible fucking rap metal soundtrack that they were playing in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in a way, like what that almost the, made uh, it like more bad than like it it added to the so bad it's good because it had shitty what, what? fucking like C grade rap metal. <laughs> well, that's it's the same song, and it was um. It, it, like I said, they just played the same song o- over through the entire film, and uh, I know. it's some about what was it? It was some about River Phoenix going down, or River. Phoenix yeah, yeah it's something about going down <laughs> like River Phoenix. Yeah. <laughs> going down like River Phoenix. It's been played four times in the yeah. whole movie. There's a thing like like <laughs> this is okay. This was um like you said, it's so bad it's good. Like how can you not smile while you describe this? Uh, the characters in this movie, there's obviously a franchise going on behind the scenes of a superhero of almost like our version of Delta Force, like Chuck Norris Delta Force, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Was it the Eradicator? What was it? Yeah, the Eradicator was, it, uh, was their, yeah, their so, superhero right, dirt bike. <laughs> 
exactly. The Eradicator was their fictional character in the film that they saw every movie and they quote the guy and they quote his life lessons. You're not doing it. You know, it's like <laughs> it might be super Power ranger kind of right. feel to it. And, uh, well, they were even like, having the whoa. conversation in the truck about like, you know, I feel like the third oh movie God. is really where the Eradicator stepped into his own and became the person <laughs> that he is today. Like yeah, it was the way that like we would talk about Friday the 13th or some shit. You if, know? Exactly. That's exactly it. What would the Eradicator do? Would the Eradicator give up? No, he wouldn't. I'm going in <laughs> gun blaze, guns blazing. That was like, I, you're right. I don't think it was intentional. I think no, it was no. very like... This is something, you know, very, very aware of um, the characters were overly obsessed with, which we can relate to that kind of stuff, but which was so funny to watch it unfold in this movie. And then, of course, you know, you you put the element of giant ants um, and its species, whatever, rampaging and killing things. Mm -hmm. Now, yeah, it had this was this had 90s written all over it. Like if the gate was 80s nostalgic, this is 90s nostalgia. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Uh, well, yeah, all those like the action, <laughs> the the extreme action movie type thing, you know, where it's like it'd be yeah. snowboarders <laughs> or it'd be motocross dudes or BMX dudes or. You ever seen when Dream I saw the poster the that was, uh, <laughs> yes, I I have seen that. Right. With River, yeah, it reminded me of that kind of stuff. The open montage of them skating over cars mm. and just, you know, uh, skateboarding over and doing tricks and stuff, and had that cheap uh, music going on, and when they're trying to avoid something, is just had that. It reminded me of that. Yeah, and the uh, let me see the the main guy Lucas was the yes the the dirt bike <laughs> champion guy, and then Brian was his his mechanic slash best friend. But when they're they're brother, driving, right? uh, I don't think it was his brother legitimately. I think it was just like his oh, okay. his best friend or whatever. But yeah, yeah brainiac, he, super smart. Yeah. Well, and when the, the, this opening thing where they're driving in the car, and then <clears throat> the rival motocross guys pull up on him and pops a wheelie and he's like oh hell no he didn't just pop a wheelie on me yeah and he's like brian take the wheel. the wheel and he fucking like <laughs> climbs out and in the middle of driving across the desert and gets on the bike and jumps out of the back of the only, truck and like has to out trick them to do a better wheelie i know it's so awesome like he didn't pop out to fight him <laughs> you know he just i'm gonna ride faster and beyond the guy you know beyond them and and whatever to get to this oh my god that's and j- and like I really just feel like the way that the the characters are playing like at first I'm going like okay are they trying to be bad I'm like no oh, I feel like they're actually trying <laughs> to be real awesome real effort yeah. yeah this is real effort this is this is genuine effort uh, and, but uh, then you know it also I, goes into that yeah. that um, same theme with the the military base where they were trying to make these experimental ants and yeah and have them be like weaponized or be like industrious and build shit for them. Right. And of course it went awry and yeah, they were, they were off. And then they, they had the scientists that had the sentry guns all over the, the Canyon yeah. to fucking shoot these things up, which ended up being a cool part. Yeah. That they, the, they played up later into. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, just, I don't know why like this has no business being as good as it was to me for some reason. I just <laughs> it was loved it. Entertaining at the very least. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, we can nitpick the special effects because you know you, you see the budget, whatever, and it's not the greatest CG, but it was decent enough to to get the story across, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially some of those end scenes with you know the the sentry guns blowing up all the ants and stuff, and uh, uh, you know that kind of stuff. Uh, the and they they did she, have some practical stuff mixed in too. They did, yeah. It um, wasn't all 
100% CGI blood and everything. Like there was some actual right. stuff mixed in too. Yeah, it, yeah, there was. Um, they had the caker in <laughs> the worst caker ever. Um, they had the caker in the middle of the desert uh, to celebrate like 20 their people. <laughs> 20 people, and it was the dance. They were dance. It was just horrible. Like this. And then when the ants came and massacred this party, I thought. I mean, this. I'm like sitting there. This is when you kick off that River Phoenix song. You put on some Slayer. You put, you know, 300 more ants on there, and you put body parts flying, you know, Starship Trooper style. This is like, mm-hmm. this is me wanting that 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 thing going on, you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it was it was quick though. It was a quick scene. Uh, after like a five minute stripper pole weird, uh, you know, it's like here's the party. Oh, the party's kicking in a second gear. You had this woman. Now she's in a bathing suit. It was like almost like, you know, two or three minutes of that. Which I'm not complaining. Uh-huh. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, that kicked yeah. off the 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 Kager massacre. Uh, right. So again, nitpicking certain things. I, I mean, it's just one of those things. You go, guys, sit down. Let's watch this film, and and really concentrate on like how you're right. This wasn't uh, scripted to be like play it over the top. Play it to where it's um, not believable, and you're and you're you know so eccentric characters, and and you're doing all this. No, I think you're right. They think that's how this was filmed and i think it was meant to be filmed this way where the seriousness was supposed to be serious but we were laughing our asses off the entire right. time <laughs> i'm still laughing i swear to god um oh i know the lead lucas or not he wasn't really the lead he was you know lucas the the brother the, the dirt bike writer he was the funniest thing in this entire movie like his, i know his one-liners his little slight comments and stuff it was hilarious yeah well because he was like the daredevil to be like Oh, you shouldn't do that. You can get hurt. And he's like, "I'm gonna do it instead. Yeah, I'm gonna do it instead." Like, <laughs> Just, yeah, he was he was that kind of guy, but he was always like very loving too. Like he wasn't the yes. over the top stuntman guy. Like he he cared about no, the he, people around them and wanted to protect everybody and went exactly. back in to save people no, from the ants' nest. Yeah, no, he was um, uh, trying to protect his friend and telling him, "Hey, go get the girl." Like you know. Uh, if you know he's trying to like hey this is your chance go talk to the girl you like and he's like right, well, why right. don't you talk to her she likes you he goes i'm no i'm not gonna do that i'm not gonna step in you know he is you know but he could he could have stepped in um sure yeah so no it was it was it was entertaining man it was fun sure yeah i mean uh, critically of course the the cgi stuff doesn't look good and yeah it, yeah. it has like I don't know, unintentionally bad acting. I, I feel like it's unintentionally <laughs> bad. And it has terrible music. And yeah. But for whatever reason, it all kind of mixes together and, and makes a, yeah. a beautiful stew of shit. Yeah. No, you're right. That's, <laughs> but, that's great. <laughs> and the, I mean, the story is kind of cool. Like, I think that was the thing that was carrying it was that it had a cool story that went someplace, even though it yes. was obviously stupid and and not realistic of where it went to but right and then you know the the low budget nature of like oh we found this secret military base and they go inside and it's like three rooms and like one of them <laughs> just has like two things in it it's like yeah this is very a high budget military base that you found here where they're experimenting yeah yeah um, so you know it, it, it but they they played it all pretty straight almost you know when it's this ridiculous yeah stuff. Oh, and they, they they sure did they sure as like hell they did. Come out um, of the, they come out of the base yeah. and they're like, we got to get out of here, but we got to do it fast. Hey, what's under these tarps? Oh, look at it. It's two fucking fully gassed up, ready to go bikes. All <laughs> yeah, right, hop right. on. Let's go. <laughs> oh, look, we found exactly yeah. two suits for, of armor to wear. <laughs> <laughs> it's and, uh, it's so great. reminding me of 
of a TV movie, like straight yeah. to TV, you know, that kind of effects mm-hmm. and like that Power Rangers. I, I don't, I've never watched Power yes, Rangers, yeah, yeah. but I know, I, I know it too much of it. definitely feels like Power Rangers. Very much where everything's convenient placed right before, you know, for our heroes. And <laughs> yes. of course, you know, everybody saves the day and stuff. It is so good. Um, mm-hmm. Even their rivals at the end, the two guys that did the Papa Willies next to them and uh, end up being their best friends at the end because, you know, the, the whole honor uh you saved my brother you you risked your life to save these lives so i'm gonna i'm not gonna make fun of you no more and you know yeah, and then sure. again the whole everybody knows about the eradicator and it's <laughs> it's like you did exactly what the eradicator would do so you're my bro now you're you know yep. you're this you're like God, it's just so like i don't know man i get like it's almost like douche chills, but you're entertained at the same time. You know, it's like, what? Yeah, it's yeah. Like us, they're like us, sympathetic douchebags. Yeah, it's like us really talking about Chuck Norris as instead of making fun of the the fact like Chuck Norris could destroy everything and anything in his path, but really like really getting that tattooed on your arm. You know, a Chuck Norris mm-hmm. saying or or you know, hey Paul, don't do that because you know Chuck Norris wouldn't go diving into you know without a life vest or something. Like so you're saying kind of I sh- uh, I shouldn't get the Chuck Norris saying tattooed on my arm? I wouldn't, but okay. that's me. I mean, you're in control of your own life. I have to get a <laughs> tattoo cover up done real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Uh, yeah. No, I, I should the, I shouldn't have brought up Chuck Norris. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, I mean, there's not there's not a lot to like dive into. We kind of ex- explained really yeah. what was happening in the movie, and it's pretty straightforward, and you can assume. Yeah. Yeah. For the most part, what was going on. And they have some, like, fun characters. You know, the drunk guy with the fucking tanks full of homemade vodka that tastes like gasoline. and like Exactly. They, you know, it's just a, a stupid movie that somehow feels like a masterpiece <laughs> to me. But, I don't know, I'd yeah. be interested to see if other people see it and if they actually like it. Or if they're like, I don't know, what the hell is wrong with you? That movie is straight trash <laughs> no, the, yeah right if, if um <laughs> it depends on what their attitude is going in yes, there yes yeah that's true you know <laughs> so hopefully this eases you into it uh, if you're watching this or you're listening to this and you want to watch it came from the desert and go yeah. in there with like hey just go in there thinking power rangers that's it and you'll yes, be all right yeah so that being said i might be Slightly generous on my rating, but not too generous, yeah. and I gave it a seven out of ten. Okay, yeah. Um, I I really had a I struggled really hard to rate this film on something because, like, it's I don't have any excuses to rate it lower, and I don't have any excuses to rate it high. You know, so I have to go with like something where I was like, you know what? It's just it's just one of those things where I enjoyed it, but it was it's nothing like I I could sit there and go, "Wow, this is a great. I'm going to get the movie poster." So, I mean, I gave it a 6 because I'm trying to be generous with it, but I had a great time with this film though. That uh, you know, sure. that count. You know what I'm saying? Like it was it was like you said so bad it was good in its own way that I would recommend it for somebody for like, "Hey, check this out. You're going to laugh your ass off." Yeah. And not necessarily because the movie's funny, right? It's not yeah, my, necessarily funny. My uh, rating is based almost entirely on enjoyment. But for some yeah, reason, yeah. The, the mix of, of everything works a lot for me to make it more enjoyably, you know, messed up, I oh, guess. Sure. So. sure, sure, sure. But uh, yeah, for sure, <laughs> there's going to be a lot of people that are like, this movie is shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Just, if you just look for the entertainment value of it, and you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, 
It's it's definitely worth checking out. Yes, yes. Unless you hate that type of movie, then you are right. a monster. <laughs> How dare you? What would the Eradicator say? Right. He would not be happy. <laughs> no. All right. So that will take us to our next movie. Yes. Why don't you so, tell us what that will be? Yeah. So this movie was on my haven't seen and want to see, right? Um, I actually saw this, um, I guess, teaser poster or look for it before we even heard anything about it. And then by coincidence or by chance, we heard about it through an interview that we did of when we interviewed um, uh, Mark Berman, which is coming soon, which probably will be out before you hear this. But uh, yes, he did a movie called Wrong Cops, which was directed um, by the guy who directed Rubber, which was my choice. And I'm going to read the synopsis. Um, this is a very interesting film, by uh, boy. But again, that was one of the films that I wanted to see. I've heard a lot of hype behind it. And, you know, by chance, it was just kind of connected with our show a little bit. Um, the synopsis is a homicidal car tire discovering it has destructive Pisonic powers sets its sights on a desert town once a <laughs> once a mysterious woman becomes its obsession okay so yes it's a tire that uh, kills people or, or you know takes on a life of its own and, and rampages or does whatever so um, now I again hearing the thing just the concept of rubber, intrigued me so much of a runaway tire killing people that's that's how i thought the movie was going to be right um Mm -hmm. this movie ended up being in my opinion like a very uh you know you could go deep with it there's a lot of like hidden meanings behind it a lot of uh you know different sayings to it or or uh yes philosophical meanings behind this thing but uh it's a very artsy film very strange film and it's a um doesn't break the fourth wall but kind of there's the intro yeah, to it super, tells super you super meta for sure. <laughs> yeah, it tells you. Look, we don't have to explain things. Things just happen for a reason. So, basically telling you, look, when you see a tire rolling by itself and it's killing people, it just go with it. Just go with it, okay? There's, sure. There, you don't have to explain it. It just is what it is. Now, I don't want to give too much away of this film because it is kind of I don't know. It's not new. It's not 2018. No, 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 no. Um, it's out there, but <sighs> It's man, it's it's hard to explain, right? Other than, mm-hmm. yes, it's a tire that comes alive and it's discovering what it is and is discovering its destructive powers. It uh, ends up killing things. I don't know if maybe some on purpose and some out of curiosity, like the tire doesn't know or just kind of just you know using its destructive uh, telekinesis power or kinetic power by the mind. It vibrates and blows people's heads off, which is amazing. Um, but it does this through the series of like once it's awoken in the desert and it starts rolling and it comes to a plastic container and it ends it knows that it can crush this container by rolling over it and then it gets to a scorpion it crushes it oh i can do this and then when it gets to a glass bottle can't it can't uh just you know run it over and crush it it starts vibrating and using its kinetic powers and it blows it up and through this um movie it ends up being a character like a real character and yes it follows this woman into town which kind of is you know, becomes its protector. Like it, it, the woman moves into. Okay, guys, the woman moves into a hotel room. The tire has the adjacent room. It rents the adjacent room and sitting there watching jazzercise videos. Okay, that's what this type of movie this is. And <laughs> this whole artistic freedom, this thing where you have viewers watching this thing from afar in a desert, and it's like a weird. It's just a weird movie. And it's, but at the same time, it's like 
really cool, right? Like, how did you feel about this movie, Paul, when you saw it? It's like, was it something you expected as far as what you, what you thought the movie was going to be and then what you were watching? I didn't, um, I didn't know much about it besides that it was this killer tire. Yeah, that's and all I thought so it was. So I, um, I was expecting it to be weird, but definitely not like what the movie is. So like the, the yeah. description of it being this meta movie is like where it's, it's like a movie within a movie that's aware of the fact that it's a movie, but the other right, part isn't yeah. necessarily aware that it's a movie. Yes. And so there's there's a lot of kind of strange scenarios that are incorporated through that, but I think it's a it's definitely the kind of movie where you have to watch it a few times and really like absorb a lot of the the deeper meanings like you had said that are kind of yeah. hidden within there's this a, and Yeah, there's a lot of sort of, of some meanings. like subliminal type of stuff, yeah, but it yeah, is we, definitely again, pretty we funny. Need, uh, Mr. Watson in here to right. uh, three-way this conversation, like to break it down and uh, write write term papers on it. That's how, mm-hmm. like, like that's how far this movie can go. There's a real, um, you know, sense of like, you know, to me, it's like, wow, so simple, it's great. Um, writing to this and uh, what does this mean in reality? You can really get deep with it, but in this, in the, and in the same time, uh, uh, you got heads blown up, you know, people's right. heads blown up. So um, it, there's not really like a a great plot to the movie or anything which i right. think is i don't know it's <laughs> i'm having a hard time sort of articulating my thoughts as we? well but <laughs> you know the, the it, it has the story where it's this movie within this movie and there's this killer tire and it's yeah. pretty much just killing people randomly and then it kind of gets a little bit of a vengeance thing going on it goes after some people yes. and yeah. then you know slowly people are kind of starting to catch on and believe it and and seeing it a little bit more (laughs) yeah but the thing to me is like the just the tire movement effects are so fucking cool in this like i don't know how a lot of this (laughs) stuff is done like i don't know if there's any behind the scenes about this movie or i wish a documentary on the making of but i i really want to know how they did some of this stuff yeah you're right i was from the first shot i was very intrigued like very intrigued mm-hmm. on how they got this to roll on its own, how it got it to do all these things without. Yeah, again, it's it's a great trick and how he, you know, how they did this. And um, th- I I feel this might be a movie that we'll have to break down maybe in a different um a, a larger episode. We'll make pick this movie to kind of like really psychoanalyze this because again, there's so there's like so many different things and meaning of life kind of stuff going on here too. Um, have you ever seen the movie Maximum Overdrive? Yes, I have. Okay, so I mean, yeah, yeah. this is not—it's not really a direct correlation of it, but the ending uh, to me felt like it was. Um, which I like the end. I love the ending of Rubber. Uh, I guess we can give it away, right? I mean, that's you can just sure. kind of because it does paint a picture. So, like you said, it's hard to uh, describe in words what the film is. You have to watch it because it gets very artsy and it's very—you know—there are people talking to. Uh, an audience but the audience is really us and and we're aware of you know it's like there's all little things going on but uh um at the end of the film you know the tire gets destroyed by you know there's the process of you know hunting down the killer tire as a as a person mm-hmm. i guess so it's reincarnated as a tricycle and as the tricycle runs off or or kind of like totes off after everybody thinks the tire's dead whatever um that energy transferred to a tricycle and tricycle is going downtown and in the meantime it's uprooting all these other tires and the tires following it up into the hollywood sign 
where you see in the distance and the, and the tricycle stops and you see like, you know, a dozen or two tires behind it. And it kind of like does this little, you know, if you can picture a tricycle glancing over its shoulder kind of deal with the, with the movement. And then, mm-hmm. um, and then just carries on. I thought that was a very uh, maximum overdrive thing where like, you know, objects are taking life and they're going to uh, uh, revolt against us. That's how oh, I yeah, yeah. kind of like kind of uh, put the two and two together, which I the ending sealed it for me. I love that. I was like, oh, my God, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. And I and I can you could get real deep with that meaning. you know? Um, sure. Yeah, dude. So, again, the only problem with this movie is hard to describe, especially on a podcast or mm-hmm. even to somebody sitting across. It's like, I, I don't know how to describe it. You just have to see it. And you pretty much have to make up your own version of what this the meaning is uh, of yes, this yeah. film. You know, because, uh, again, it's like, you know, you have this opening shot of this guy, this police officer comes to you and he's talking to us, but we know that there's audience behind us. And he's saying, like, look, there's really no rhyme or reason why people put things in the movies and it just kind of sets there and goes, okay, what you're about to see is no exception to the rules. You're just going to have to go with it. And without that, the movie would have bombed, you know, but to have that, um, you know, uh, student uh, or, or film fest vibe to it, you know, made a lot of sense. But I am so intrigued on how they did the special effects. Sure. Well, and more I, than anything. I like the um, the characters and stuff are interesting and, and sort mm-hmm. of weird and, and fun. And they have this unique twinge that from seeing wrong cops and, and now this movie, you can yeah. see that uh, Quentin Depew really writes these unique perspectives and these and these odd characters yes. and sometimes almost caricatures of people that yeah. he puts into yeah. the the films and he oh, gets yeah. you know these these amazing performances out of these people to perform them as well mm-hmm. and when you're talking about acting opposite of uh fucking tire it's like <laughs> right. so you want me to who am i i'm doing line reads with a tire like, okay right so how's that gonna uh, work <laughs> So it's it's pretty tire, awesome. I yeah. think that the people <laughs> exactly. interact so well with it. Well, what what the okay? What this movie does great, I'm gonna tell you right now. Every question that you have about this movie, like I almost said it, how did the tire rent a hotel room? Then you go back to the very first scene in the film with the guys telling you, just go with it. It is what it is. Why ask questions? Uh, no, uh, he just why not? Or because it's just it just is. Right. It just. You know, so every question as you're watching this film, you just go back to that. Okay, uh, uh, it is what it is. You know, mm-hmm. it is. It's just because it is. That's all. You don't. Uh, sure. Yeah. There is no reason. No reason. I well, think that's what it was. Some no people reason. could say that's that's like a cop out to just be like. Oh sure. Super weird and and have everything be very convenient, but and it I think almost is. And that would be my only that, criticism. Yeah, that would be my for only the idea criticism. of of what it's supposed to be as good. Yeah, and and again, that would be my only criticism is then you could do whatever the hell you want and just talk it up to no reason Um, Mm -hmm. because then the film really has no impact, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you don't have a plot, except for that, again, except for that ending when it came back as a tricycle and had all the rubber tires following and stuff, then you could just kind of headcanon stuff. It doesn't always have to be the typical, oh, now they're going to go invade it, uh, whatever. No, I think it's just, uh, you know, animate objects coming to life and having a life and discovering life. And that was the metaphor mm-hmm. of, uh, of the thing. But it, you know, with the tire, it had the violent tendencies to no reasoning behind it. It would, or there's no reasoning behind it. If it didn't like you, it's going to destroy you. Um, right. That destructive power, you know, that kind of stuff. So, yeah. So I, I really liked it, but it was a very art art house film, you know, it's definitely weird for sure. <laughs> yeah. Now 
did this movie give you any kind of like October Halloween vibe? I know it wasn't a, a Halloween pick, but mm-hmm. I to me this this film right here versus a lot of the other films that we picked and probably going to pick in the future was you can watch this film any time of the year because it is more of that Quentin Tarantino esque vibe to it, right? Um, the only horror of it is the exploding heads, right? Yeah, which are awesome. You know? It's like exploding heads. Oh, the movie it was great. I, yeah, I love it. Um, <laughs> they had some pretty. But cool beyond that, they're things with yeah. that but but yeah it's it's um it almost feels sort of i don't know because it has a lot of desert type stuff so like desert stuff always makes me feel like more mm-hmm. summer but then yes. you always see people wearing too much clothing for it being the desert so you're like well is it fucking hot there <laughs> or what like yeah and it's kind of orangish yeah. and right so right. but uh definitely a lot of cool just scenery shots and, and usage of the, the the territory and the and the yeah property and stuff that they had making the movie feel big and expansive you know yeah this movie would never to me my personal opinion would never work as a mainstream film and i don't think it was meant for that uh i don't Mm. think it was it was i think it was like a first time film i think it was a student not a student film but a film festival film which felt very film festival-y okay it would Mm -hmm. never work at a mainstream audience the audience wouldn't they would just like oh that was the worst movie i've ever seen in my life that was not i just want mindless rampaging tires and you know at first, that's what I thought we were getting, but nope. Right? Yeah, it's um, it's pretty cool. It's definitely something people should watch and and sort of yeah, you can take their own, own message little... out of it, like you said. Yeah, absolutely. Figure out your own thing. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the great thing about the film. Um, I but definitely it, to me, want to watch this yeah. one again for sure. Too. I do, I do too. But it, to me, it just took like it's not. Um, maybe this is argumentative too. Maybe like I said, if we explore this further, but it just seems to me like this would be a film study. Uh, a movie to watch versus a horror movie, you know, like a, a fun horror movie or something to watch um, and put on, you know, to buy as a DVD and stuff like that. It's more like, yeah, like a film study, like the film itself was a study. Right. Yeah. I hear you. Uh, before we wrap up, I want to read a description that our friend Misty from the okay, Legion, after yes. the, Legion after dark podcast. Great podcast. Had by left the way. Yeah. this on our I had posted about what movies were going to be on this episode and she posted this awesome description I told her that I had to read it on the show so okay. she said rubber is so awesome it's like if an alien made a horror movie but his only knowledge of life on earth came from watching tool videos <laughs> and I was like that's perfect that is perfect oh my god I didn't think about that <laughs> because it's that's, like it's definitely great. like the the people don't act like regular people like there's for sure, this um, otherworldly type of feel to it, where it yes. exists in our world, but the people aren't normal. So, <laughs> like the movie Napoleon Dynamite, <laughs> it's kind of like yeah, yeah, they're in their own little heads and its own little culture, and it's like where do these people exist, you know? And For yeah, sure, yeah, they have their own little yeah. All right, well, I will rate this one first, and okay, um, I had a hard time with this because I mm-hmm. think. There's a, there's a lot that I like, and there's a lot that I'm not sure if I like yet or not and need to see yeah. it again, but I think yeah. that there's an amazing movie within this that I, I need to like see it again right. to really emphasize it, but I'm still going pretty high on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I have it as a 7.5 out of 10. Nice. Uh, yeah. Which I, you know, I almost want to go higher, but after having also seen Wrong Cops, it's like, well, I know yeah. what you're also capable of making and that movie is so much better and i gave that one about an eight so 
<laughs> yeah. So I have yeah. to at least take this one down one notch from that. So. Uh, oh yeah, of course, of course. Um, I it's funny. It's so funny how like when we rate these things, you know, we do it off off uh, podcast and not talking to each other. Um, mm-hmm. I immediately went to seven and a half as well, and mm-hmm. and and, and um, again, like I. I wish it was more of a horror film that I can lump into something of our genre, but it is definitely an interesting film to talk about, you know? And yes, you could talk about this film to where it becomes a horror icon or a horror film. But then again, there's so much different. Like, I think if uh, uh, 10 people watch this film, you'll get 10 different versions of it and, uh, and, and there are meanings behind it. So it's, 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 it's like we found a film that, needs to be put in schools for people to study that's what how i feel <laughs> just watching it uh and i could be you know actually watching a couple of times i could be like no it's you're overthinking this it just is what it is and just kind of go with it too right right but uh cool. I, I i really enjoyed it but like it's one of those things where i enjoyed it but it wasn't a monster film it wasn't horror to me you know yeah it's weird because the the threat is obviously real but it, somehow the the tension feels lowered by yeah. the fact that everyone acts so peculiar. Yeah. yeah. And that it's like a movie within a movie, but it's also not a movie at the same time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. That was definitely fun. I'm going to for sure yeah. watch that one again. See, that's more of the type of movie that I won't watch with my kid, not because it would freak him out in any way, but he would be like, I guess that was cool. Like, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's right. not like it's too much <laughs> for him to comprehend. To... No, yeah, exactly. It's like, all right. Next. Like, so they yeah. roll the fucking tire down a hill, and then <laughs> they, like, shook it. They shook it. And the so. guy's head exploded, and yeah. then he rented a room, <laughs> and then he watched Jazzercise, and then he turned into a tricycle. All right. <laughs> yeah. It, it, um, yeah, it's, it, it almost lost my attention span a couple times. I will admit that. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to our last movie here. Which um, yeah, <laughs> well, I'll I'll introduce it and then I'll kind of preface okay. where and how this came about. Perfect. So the movie is called Camp Death Three in Two D. Uh, mm-hmm. Now this movie is not actually available yet. It's it's done and produced and whatever, but um, the you know it's just an independent movie that the guy was kind of looking for some distribution of and some people we knew had gotten a screener and I reached out to the guy and he sent us a screener to watch as well. Yes. So unfortunately we will be reviewing something that you won't be able to see, but yeah, um, just something that we can kind of talk a little bit about it. And, and it was cool just to get to check out something and interact with this guy a little bit too. So, right. Uh, right. So camp death three in 2d, the synopsis says camp death three in 2d is a comedy slash horror parody of Friday the 13th part three in 3d and is proudly presented in two dimensions. That's the whole synopsis. That's the synopsis. Uh, cool. So uh, right off the bat, I mean, this this movie, well, I heard about it from, uh, they keep coming up here, from Exploding Heads. And mm-hmm. Christian had been talking to this guy, Matt Frame, who's the director. And he had gotten a copy that they watched and they reviewed it on the show. And he was saying, you know, it's it's a lot of fun. It's it's really like wacky, over the top, kind of trauma esque type of right horror comedy. Like I I had referenced earlier, yes, saying it's it's something that's made to be stupid on purpose. So they're like, hey, look at how stupid we are being. Yes. And that's that's a, a a tough road to go down because it it sort of pigeonholes you into 
really one type of group of people that are going to be into that. Yeah, but, I feel it's very niche, you know. Right, right. But there, there is definitely some good in that. So, yeah. Um, so yeah. we wanted to kind of look at both the good and the bad about it, and and be mm-hmm. fairly honest about it, but also. Yeah, and quite honestly, kind of the bad is intentional. And, sure, yeah. sure. You know, some of the bad um, is intentional. Like we, if someone says that's bad, and they're like, and the creators probably like, well, yeah, we made it bad on purpose. Like, right. Certain scenes or whatever. I, yeah. I had said when I made the post for this that there was multiple. It was the same poster that just had a different tagline across the top, and I chose the one that the tagline said, "This movie is stupid." <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I told the the director like saw the thing uh, on Facebook, and he was like. That was yeah. my favorite one of them, too. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. It? it says, uh, the most horrible good movie ever. Sometimes right. terror can't be smelled. Terror has <laughs> two dimensions. Three strikes, you're dead. This yeah. movie is stupid. <laughs> it is stupid. So, uh, yeah, just kind of a lot of fun stuff in there. Um, so sure, sure. It's like the description said, it's it's sort of this parody of Friday the 13th. Super yeah. loosely parodying it, I feel like. Like, I feel like it doesn't even really super duper parody it like there's some similarities but there's definitely a lot of departure from it yeah they just use some plot points really to it Mm -hmm. well even right up to the the final ending of it is like a whole different thing where it's still i guess has the severed head type of thing of a dead of a dead parent but right 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 um yeah very odd though for sure the way they interpret that and that's not very similar to anything from friday the 13th obviously Right. Uh, yeah, you'd have know. to what, really what was, go uh, deep on some of it. So, what was some of the stuff that you you did enjoy with this movie? I did enjoy. Um, yes. Oh, so okay. So the I thought the opening the the credit scene was awesome. Um, they had this kind of like newspaper clippings of you know had this like event in the beginning of the film and they had these newspaper clippings that kind of like summarized mm-hmm. and brought you up to speed on what this camp went through. Uh, the killers on the loose, of course. It's that you know. Again, you have to picture uh, a Friday Thirteenth parody um, stuff. Now, there's two different kinds of like horror comedies parody like that stuff. You have stuff like um, oh god, what was it? Uh, um, the Scream spinoffs, or not the sp- Scream movies, the other ones. The, the oh, Wayne's like Brothers. Scary Movie or whatever. Scary Movie. So you have Scary yeah. Movie, which is very aware of their whatever, and they make fun of stuff, and they do like they take like current events and they throw it in. You know, the movies and stuff like that, which is uh, uh, kind of slapstick, but, you know, kind of uh, parody stuff like that. And then you have yes, yeah, yeah. trauma. Uh, yeah, you have trauma esque films. And if you're a fan of trauma films and if you don't know what trauma films, look it up. It's like very uh, toxic adventure, uh, you know, very gross on purpose. Very, you know, over yeah, it's a very top, specific but, type of horror comedy. Yeah, it, it very much is. And so, um, OK, so this film <laughs> There's a couple scenes that I, I absolutely was almost like stomach hurt laughing and which I thought it was fantastic and took this pace, uh, place of a, of a, you know, a parody or like a thing. It was a, the musical. They had a musical number in it of a tough guy and he breaks down in song on why he's <laughs> he's so, uh, you know, misunderstood and he just wants to love, but he loves everything to death. You know, and, yeah, uh, he's so angry. I thought yeah. that was. It's it was hilarious. That was probably one of my favorite scenes in this film. Um, I actually liked mm-hmm. the lead character. I forgot his name already. Um, not was it Barry? No. Uh, oh, uh, Todd. Todd, thank you. Todd. Yes. I thought Todd was awesome. I love every scene that he did. He played this uh, um, 
the camp counselor the lead role in it and he was really innocent and dumb but yet mm-hmm. caring and he wanted to do this whole you know open up this uh camp uh for the criminally insane and and kind of like special needs kind of stuff and he had this i don't know it was just yeah he, every, well it was like every that was like more like the the uh that was more like the friday for uh Oh my god friday the 13th part five thing yes. where they they had more like the crazy people came to the camp and there was definitely some stuff borrowed from that like i think there was there was a crazy ethel yeah. and uh they had the you know yeah. the, the criminally insane people coming to the camp or whatever <laughs> yeah but so they, they, yeah exactly so oh go ahead go ahead no no go ahead I'd... oh they they borrowed from a few different ones like that yes. where they had certain characters named after certain people and stuff but yeah yeah um, um yeah the 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 various characters were were a lot of fun. Like they did the little campfire thing where they walked through each person and they had to come up and like do a thing or say something about <laughs> themselves. And I like that too. That, was, I like that. Different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was cool. You get the uh, the quirky personalities over there, and um, of course, you know, any kind of movie that throws a Star Wars reference in anything, they had the yes. whole you know um, speeder bike the speeder chase bike. Mm-hmm. in Return of the I Jedi. Know. They did a whole thing with that, and uh, again. I know that's not available to watch, but when it is there, it's it's like the 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 speeder bike, and then the lightsabers come out, and they're like, "What's this?" And he, you know, ignites it through his head, and it, it's. I know I, thought, so awesome. I appreciated that. <laughs> I know I I was laughing my ass off and just like, "Hell yeah!" You know, anything you know, parody Star Wars, I'm in on on that mm-hmm. aspect of it. Yeah. So, what about you? Yeah, what that did was you pretty like fun. About this, um, I I loved the the uncle mel character <laughs> i knew you would yeah yeah which <laughs> again like uncle mel <laughs> yeah i'm assuming mel is is like named after um mel from sleepaway camp the the lead counselor guy there oh maybe was yeah. kind of the the idea i was getting but yeah he's just like super pissed off and he says all yeah. the horribly offensive things and the the one scene at the beginning where he's kicking the guy in the wheelchair <laughs> And then he walks away and then comes back and starts kicking him again. And I fucking almost fell off yeah. my chair laughing. Uh, yeah, no, that was that was hilarious. Um, and he just I had all of these ridiculous insults. Is, yeah, like cockfuck right now is my new favorite curse word. Because that Uncle Mel sells, says that a lot. You know, it's great. Yeah, he had a lot of those mashed up insults like that. Yeah, yeah. And um, just he, he was the, the, the yin to his his nephew todd's yang you know was, yes absolutely he he was very like yeah we're gonna make this the best summer ever and we're gonna help all these people and stuff and he's like oh fuck your world he kept saying yeah <laughs> yeah exactly it was like his his tagline too he kept saying fuck your world yeah yeah no that that character was uh, pretty good and I, I liked a lot of the stuff that they did with the kills it's just you know obviously they they didn't have much money. He said that it was like a $3,500 budget to make this. And oh, wow. so they did pretty really? cool stuff with, with some of the kills that they did. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. For sure. They were low budget kills and mm-hmm. you know, it's to be understood why with that little amount of money to do it. So sure. A pretty now, big yeah. cast of people and stuff involved. So yeah, absolutely. Um, the, which makes sense, you know, I mean, okay. So this is, this is what um, kind of got away from me in the film. Uh, if I okay. want to, if you want to go there. Um, yeah, yeah. Just like, just like in in the Sharknados, okay. Uh, you know, when you started getting ridiculous and you started getting into like alien stuff and you know robotic stuff and whatever. Um, 
the the film was was getting me at the intro at the beginning with the with the stalker with the the synopsis of the film whatever and and the mm-hmm. silliness of it like very like said that Uncle Mel's character and you know the musical and stuff that was cool um but what what was getting to me which I was kind of getting ty- I was getting annoyed a little bit was some of the uh sound effects and the fast uh fast motions cuz they did all overdub sure, all, yeah, yeah. overdubbing of all the vocals um, but the fast movements and stuff like that, it kind of got like, okay, it was a little bit too much where it was like, uh, it was cringing a little. Um, and then the whole ending sure, really yeah. just kind of like really threw me out for a loop. Um, yeah. Well, and I, I think propellers and stuff, it was like going for like really wanted, you know, go over the top. Sure. Yeah. I think I'm with you on, on that. Like uh, my biggest criticisms of the movie would be the things that are that style of movie are just not like i'm not all the way to that like i i like stuff like going up to that point and then when it gets to that that line then it's um not too much for me but like just not my my style like no me neither i'm having a hard time figuring out how to say this exactly too so sorry i'm struggling a little bit with this one but no a perfect um, example is like not to yeah not to compare it to trauma but mm -hmm. It is very trauma esque thing, and if you don't like that kind of, like, sure, if you're yeah, not yeah. drawn towards that kind of style of filming and that really just kind of, I mean, really weird stuff. I'm not. I don't. Mm-hmm. I I've never liked trauma. Like I just, okay. It's not. It's not funny to me. It's not. I don't know. It's a different. It's a whole different subgenre of movies sure, and stuff sure. like that. And and this movie has like half of that. Like half of it is yes. that parody, funny um, stuff with the dialogue, and then the other half is a trauma film. You know, mm-hmm. and it, like I said, it could be very niche. Sure, yeah, it could yeah. be very uh, catered to, uh, you know, uh, two different audiences. Yes. Yeah. That was what I was trying to say. Yeah. It kind of bailed me out there. Sure. No problem. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it, no, it's it's a, got a lot of fun to it for sure. Yeah. And absolutely. it's something that I, I feel kind of the same way, like the, the trauma type movies I like to a certain point and then it gets to be a little bit too much or yeah. it just gets too weird or too... Um, like like weird for the sake of being weird i guess yeah, it's hard to, it like is. i was saying that i loved the other movie so much because it was bad when they weren't trying to be bad and then this is like <laughs> bad because they're trying to be bad so it's well, hard to judge that because you're like yeah. well you know it's bad but you said that it was going to be bad it's sort of like with rubber like you can go well this yeah. is fucking dumb it shouldn't be like this well but we told you in the beginning you right. don't, you know, <laughs> don't expect anything to make sense right right so right. we warned it's you. a weird headspace to be in where you can't really criticize it without going like well but was that what they wanted it to be yeah so yeah it's 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 tough because you just say well there's parts of it that weren't for me and then there's parts of it that were for me so that's it that i think that sets it perfect um mm-hmm. we understand that it's supposed to be a bad film or a bad take and but but you know done right. in their way and stuff but also there are scenes of uh like you know like i said like the whole ending thing with the face melting in the the, the headless propeller head floating around that to me gets into a a a weird movie thing where it's silly it's silly to me and it's like yes, i lose yeah, yeah. kind of interest but again that's it's just me i just kind of lose that interest and and that stuff that's why like i said the the, the sharknadoes i never i you know it's like i didn't watch them because i'm like mm-hmm. i don't need all my movies to be serious I, I like comedies i love comedies um but to, there's a point where it becomes like what else can we do you know what mm-hmm. else what else can we can we have a uh you know, the moon fall on the earth, split it in half, and in the middle, it's an apple. You know, it's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's Actually, that sounds kind of cool. 
Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so in the, it's like kind of writing, you know, and it's just like right. let's just throw everything in. And now you have two different directions going all over, but where I'm watching, I'm enjoying it, and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, man, this took a, a left turn. It's not even it's not even funny anymore, <laughs> you know? Right. Um, but but well, you we know, do get You know what, what else was awesome about for. this was huh. the – the killer's name was Johan Van Dam. Right. That I thought was pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> and then you had Mrs. Van Dam. Yes. Um, no, that was pretty funny. There's now, a lot of like just funny things. Oh, what about the the police officer? His name was Bert Gaybert. <laughs> officer Bert yeah. Gaybert, and he comes and picks up that's, the that's fucking <laughs> the dead body, and he's towing him on the wheelchair. <laughs> And he's like okay, telling him a fucking story funny. while he's he's towing him on like a fucking ATV or something, and then yeah. the guy flips over and bursts in, in and like fucking just fire like starts friction. on fire from friction. yeah. It was hilarious and oh my god! He just turns. He just kind of look glances behind him. He goes, oh, he just kind of continuing the story. That is that then, like then there's there's that aspect of that comedy and being bad for the sake they know it. That's bad and that's funny. I was laughing my ass off, you know. I know. He, <laughs> and he goes good. he's like you're a really good listener he says yeah, to you're him. a really good listener i love it i love it <laughs> yeah bert oh, gaber yeah. was another awesome character yeah officer and bert gaber <laughs> do you know now this so was weird. called death camp 3 and 2d now was the title a parody also or was actually was this a, a real third one that they did or is it like was no it i think it's just this or uh, it's supposed to be as a parody to Friday the Thirteenth Part Three. Okay, okay, got it. I got it. Yeah, because I I think so I mentioned there, it to somebody. There is like, an, why another you... one. Oh, okay, but yeah, I don't know if uh, it it wasn't really like explained or anything in the movie. Not that I would expect it to be, but well, like the opening credits had like a recap of, of how we got here, and I don't know if that yeah. recap maybe was. It wasn't necessarily a movie, movie but something. it was. Mm. It was just okay. uh, another thing. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which I thought was honestly, I think that was pretty clever. Even if there wasn't a movie before this, and it's like because right, that right. opening credits recapped it to this point. And I'm like, that's cool. Mm-hmm. So we're in the the third aspect of this, and there's already history, and and we get that aspect, you know, kind of a uh, direction of, of the story and everything. And uh, yeah. hey, you know, and like I said, if we ever get a chance to talk to the makers of the film, they could tell us a lot more. You know, like uh, they could tell us, hey, they're not supposed to be a story. You're just supposed to sit back and and, and just laugh. And that could have been the yeah, whole point for sure. of it too. So. Well, yeah. Once once this is available to the public, then I think it would be cool to actually have yes. Matt come on and and talk about you know how do you make those yeah. choices of like okay, well this is this is the right kind of bad and this is the wrong kind of bad. Like how do you exactly how do you pick and choose? You know, that's a weird space to be putting yourself into as well. And I think that would be mm-hmm. interesting to hear. But yeah. Overall, yeah. I, I didn't I didn't hate it, and I didn't dislike you know the the, right. the watch in general like it's something that i think even is almost rewatchable from time to time like this mm-hmm. this feels like a, a a halloween party movie kind of thing you know yeah, it's definitely in that vein me. like i said with the uh you know with like the scary movies stuff comes mm-hmm. comes out like they they used to have one uh, come out almost every other year or something uh, around Halloween mm-hmm. time is just like a, a something to you know fun interactive movie to get in the mood to so yeah I can see that like you said a party movie to get in mm-hmm. the mood sure right so uh, I think that we've covered it pretty well there's not too much really to to spoil right. as far as you know we already kind of said what the ending is and it's not like 
you're you're not watching this movie for the big reveal or anything at the end. It's right. More <laughs> that you're watching it for the ride. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. But it's got a lot of fun exactly. characters. It's got some cool dialogue, some cool comedy, some yeah. good situational stuff. It's actually produced really well. Like there's a cool setup to it. The the cabins are fun. They have mm-hmm. like weird oddball signs on the outsides of the cabins and shit. <laughs> Um, no it's, murders, it's, please. It's, yeah, that was my yeah, favorite one. I know. There's a sign, no murders, please. <laughs> yeah. But no, it's it's very well made for the budget, for sure. Yeah. Oh, God. It, now that you told me it was yeah. like low as something like 3500 or or whatever it right. was, that's amazing that they got this film up. Yeah. Yeah, and the, the characters are, are well portrayed. I feel like they got mm-hmm. the performance that they wanted out of them to be those people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And so... Yes. I, I can't criticize too much as far as that goes, and it really the only uh-huh. criticism is just that I'm not as big of a fan of that. Yes, that type of comedy. I guess same, same thing. So with me. you know, f- yeah. For me, I would give this like a five out of ten, but I think if you like these kinds of mm-hmm. movies, it's definitely going to be a lot higher. But still, something that I would Man. I would recommend to people that like that type of movie. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, <laughs> I, I I I swear, guys, we didn't do this. We didn't plan this. Um, <laughs> I, I have a five out of 10 because half the movie I liked and half the movie, again, I didn't because it wasn't for me like that type. I stopped laughing at sure. a point where I was like, okay, I'm not even, this is not even funny. Um, so that's why I gave it a five out of 10 <laughs> because, mm-hmm. uh, it, it was kind of a split movie for me. Um, yeah, you know, absolutely. Like going, going one direction and it really went, it was like meatball, that movie meatballs, it mm-hmm. went completely, uh, you know, to left field, but, uh, right. <laughs> but, uh, Hey man, that's, that's. It was still fun, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. So I would look For forward sure. to see where this where this movie goes, and like if said, if we get a chance to talk to him, that'd be awesome. Yeah, definitely. And they, and they, and they probably be like, hey, it should have been lo- the rating should be lower. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know. It's like, didn't you read the poster? It said this movie is stupid. <laughs> yeah. Can't funny. you read stupid? <laughs> stupid. Yeah. <laughs> what the cock fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. What the cock fuck? <laughs> oh man, I need oh, a t-shirt shit. that says that. Well, so we were pretty close on most of these, but we were saying that we should pick uh, a winner of each episode, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and just based on the the common ratings, I think we were both the the, the highest on Never Hike Alone. Yes, like together being the highest on that one. Yes. So that would probably have to be the winner. I would think so. I would think so. Um, estimation. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that because, again, that is like, you know, when you get into that spirit of the of the season, of the October season, you know, Halloween is right. a pretty much a, a uh, uh, an attitude during this, the, during fall and whatnot. Um, anything with Friday the 13th, you know, we're, we're fans of. We, like, we just mm-hmm. gravitate to. And Never right, Hike right. Alone being so well put into the lore, like, we actually, like, you know, put it into the lore we put it into its place and everything so um i am 100 percent confident to say out of those six movies we just watched yes i have some personal favorites but i think never hike alone deserves to be like out, out of the five or six that we did mm-hmm. that would be our winner moving if we had a moving on whatever that would be our pick of this episode yeah well and we'll pick our favorite from each one and then i guess we can kind of debate which one we think would be the best mm-hmm. or just go purely on the ratings or um, Maybe I have a feeling yeah. there's there's a couple that might come in higher than this one, but we'll yeah. see. And I think that will do it for tonight. Uh, before we go, um, just to, if we uh, you know plug our stuff really quick here and say mm-hmm. goodbye. I know 
uh, Marco, you guys have your continuing with your kind of retro yes. look at the Star Wars franchise, kind of in the chronological order, right? So you guys are on yeah. the Clone Wars now or just finishing that up? Yeah, we just f- wrapped up um, seasons four through six uh, mm-hmm. of the Clone Wars animated series on the Sarlacc Digest, my Star Wars podcast. Um, and then we're going to be going right into episode three, um, Revenge of the Sith. So, yeah, we're, we're taking it from everything that's been released that is now the new canon, which is when Disney took over and this, okay, the, all the other books are no longer story driven. We went from episode one to, you know, two Clone Wars. We're doing three. Then we'll go right into, you know, Solo, Rebels, you know, the old trilogy. And in it's a cool it's a good way to recap and get everybody refreshed especially on the clone where the cartoons and not everybody watched them mm-hmm. um why we're at this kind of hiatus on the movies because we i think i mentioned the when we did our last recording was like 460 days till episode nine so we got a lot of time we got a lot of filler that we're doing um but yes, this gives yeah, us a yeah. chance to watch it as a group and commentate or do a commentary on the Subject matters like these are the questions I had. Now let's talk about them and we'll see what we can rehash them. It's 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 a lot of fun, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, what's what's kind of like you know they announced a season seven of Clone Wars out of the blue last uh, Comic Con. So we're gonna have to when that gets released, we're gonna have to like backtrack a little and uh, talk about the new season. But we left it off as is what was available to us. But yeah, it's, uh, it's been a sure. lot of fun, man. I we have a lot of fun doing that. I didn't you know uh, I always enjoyed binge watching star wars with with people stuff but doing it as a group and on a podcast it's just equal fun because we're getting interaction from our listeners too saying like i didn't understand this part you know or i didn't understand this part and we're like well let's explore it together so yeah nice that is great uh no it's uh it's fun for me like i had said before that i a lot of the earlier stuff i haven't seen as many times sure sure it's nice to kind of just audibly revisit yeah. some of the ideas behind it and hear some of that. So yeah, but I, I definitely have been digging that. And then, well, you know, your show and the show and a few other things that you and I are working on can mm-hmm. all be found on the Raw Live and Unedited Podcast Network, which is they have a, a feed just for that network that you'll get all of our shows and our friends' shows. Uh, you can also find us on the Legion Podcast Network with a bunch of other awesome shows. And same thing is if you search for either one of those in your podcast uh, mm-hmm. apps, then you can get us with a bunch of people or you can just get our solo feed. Uh, please leave us any ratings and reviews on iTunes if you can. It would help us out to get up a little bit higher. And our Instagram and Facebook, although not terribly active, will have updates as far as what's going on with the show. And those are all both at Who Will Survive Horror Podcast. I think that is going to do it for us. All right. So, yeah, thanks for staying with us for this first episode, and hopefully we'll be a little more comfortable with this format and get even a little more smooth for the next episode. Nice. Yep. And until then, have a happy October or whatever month it is, and go buy some candy to give out to kids that are going to be trick-or-treating. Don't be a dick. (laughs) Great. And we'll uh, see you guys next time. Thank you and goodbye.